Hello and welcome to Achievement Hunting 101. I'm Fufu Cuddly Poof, and this is level 140. Joining me this week is none other than Corey, aka Rocker Dude 5012. Howdy. Nate, aka Koosh Moose. And lastly, it is Elliot, a.k.a. The Big L. I really missed uh, having an introduction last week. I had to give my own introduction, and it wasn't quite as amazing as yours, Kenny. I can already tell we're going to get criticism that it wasn't good enough. Oh, no, it's never good enough. The only thing that I would do differently is just let everyone know that this is episode 69 plus 69 plus 2. There it is. Oh, and stop using my government name. It's terrible. I'm the L to the smell. <laughs> I mean, you're not wrong. Exactly. Thanks, Mom and Dad. Why don't you just go change your name if you don't like it? That costs, costs ten dollars. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, it's only ten bucks. Yeah, it costs ten dollars to I change your name. So you that. really hate it then. <laughs> That's all it costs. <laughs> all right. So, so it's been two weeks since we've all chatted like this. How has your week been, guys? I think it's been I a while. Corey needs to answer that. It's been a week. <laughs> it's been a week, I tell you that. So, yeah, I'll get into it since Uh-oh. you brought it up. Last well, of week, course. Um, I was on the, the panel um, for work reasons. So I was on UK hours. So I was going to bed like when we normally start recording. So, yeah, it was just not going to work anyways. But it was my daughter's birthday last week, and I had the bright amazing idea to get her a hoverboard sounds fun it looks fun i'm they really do look i'm adhering to the laws of the hoverboard and i guess physics and i'm staying Mm -hmm. off of it and my wife she she meets the requirements but she said she you know she had the bright idea of trying it out and like my daughter (laughs) gets on it first try and is like a professional hoverboard person i don't know She's zooming. Well, she's a kid. Yeah, she she she's a zoomer for sure. My wife, not so much. She gets on, and she's she's she. she I, I go into the room after I notice that she's on, and then she's like trying to balance herself, and then she starts to lose it. She kind of goes back and forth, back and forth, and we're kind of laughing at her. Uh, then she <laughs> falls. Long story short, she broke her elbow. <laughs> Bless her. Ow. Bless her. And uh, yeah, we had to go to the urgent care that night. Uh, that was on Monday night. And on Friday, she was having surgery. So that was fun. Uh, oh, dear God. Yeah. And during the week, there was like a, a tornado watch and they called the kids out of school. Turned out to be a bright, sunny afternoon. So there we go. And I had to play Mr. Mom all week and, and be on UK hours. So yeah, it was, it's been a week. <laughs> so it sounds awesome. I broke her elbow. That sounds I'm awful. sorry to hear about that, Corey. Now, did her surgery have an extra U? I'm not following that joke. It's on UK time. British you talked surgery. about it 100 times. Corey. Oh. You listen well, to the podcast. on US time. I'm on UK time. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, See, this is why I got to just record with Koosh, because you don't pay attention to all of our dead horses. What'd you say? 
Uh, did the I surgery have an extra a, U? <laughs> that's a dead horse. That was a dead horse. I saw it. <laughs> I, too, had a difficult week. My wife and child were nowhere to be seen. Oh, no. I, so I had to play a lot of Nate. games. <laughs> yeah. That must be amazing. What's but that I shaking slept. I see behind you? In the... <laughs> oh, the sh- my shake weight? <laughs> Whoa. Put that away. <laughs> Gotta stay fit. Yeah. A lot of working out. <laughs> How was your week, Al? Did you have anything exciting? Um, I played Carrion. Let me talk about video games because this is okay. this is going crazy. Okay, then tell us about it. Then We've talked about, about this game a lot. I just wanted to you say to the game showcase, uh, there was an RTDL achievement that I was going for, and you know everyone uh, talks about. That makes sense. Yeah. Well, while everyone else was playing Journey to the Savage Planet, I chose to play Carrion for some reason. But uh, I got up to the bunker and I don't know. I really just underestimated this game. The six to eight hours, I'm going to say, is a lie. I don't know if everyone's using guides and cheating. Corey? I think your problem is you're playing it with based on RTDL. So you're not you need this is a game that you need to well, focus on. I, yeah. I agree with you, but I wasn't getting lost. I was having trouble I don't know if you want to say solving the puzzles as they were. Mm, yeah, I, would I say, don't think that's everybody. Well, maybe it's just me. But you would say it's it's puzzle solving, right? Problem solving, trying to figure out what to do. Mm, yeah, sure. Power solving. Yeah, you have to pull switches, make water go up, make water go down, all that kind of stuff. I just want to say the six to eight hours is a lie, or I just suck. Maybe it's that one. Uh, yeah, the one thing I realized so, later, <laughs> I had sent a picture into the Discord, the Vayner Discord, saying, help me, because I couldn't figure out how to proceed in a certain part, because I was a small, small baby carrion, and I needed to get big. Not realizing until... All the way through the game that I could eat, uh, I guess, what do you call it? The mass? That Biomass. You would, you would, you would demass in the <laughs> in the red puddle thing. <laughs> and yeah, so I had to go and eat it and get bigger because I thought you just had to eat the humans uh, to get bigger. And that was the only way you could do it. So I finally figured hey, that out. So eat yourself. What? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know, you kind of... Eat the biomass. What, what, what do you do? You separate, and then you consume. Uh, so anyway, I so just... Anyways, carry on. What, what, was, what was your goal? <laughs> what was your goal for RTDL? <laughs> You've been waiting for that one. Uh, my goal was to get to 4, 8, 15, 16, 23, 42. What's the reference, Corey? I'm lost. I don't know. All right, all right. Good guess, good guess. Yeah, so I think I'm pretty close to the end of the game. I think there's one or two story achievements left. I also got the three containment units achievement. Now, I believe there's no missables, which I really enjoyed about this game. So I was not tempted to even look at a guide at all. But I think at the end of the game, to find all of the containment units, I'm probably going to use a guide if I can't find it myself because there's no map and that's poop. 
so so this is what I suggest. Um, I, I didn't guide the game uh, because of the no missables, and plus it was just an enjoyable game, and it was short. Uh, and yeah, uh, totally. W- once you finish it, go to the Vayner channel. I'm pretty sure it's pinned, uh, or you can Google it. If you go to the Steam page for Carry On, there are maps for Carry On, and uh, y- you you have to look at them on your computer or your phone and play the game, but you know, you could just do that and help you find the containment units because once you beat the game, you'll have all the upgrades you need. But, uh, I don't think that's cheating. Uh, I think this game needs a map in its menu system somewhere. Like that's the only improvement I could, you know, I could make with the game. It needed a map. That was the most obvious. Yeah. Improvement well, that they could do right away. I mean, are we being logical and realistic? Because with this blob thing be carrying around a map? No, it wouldn't. But it's got a brain. It only has a brain. (laughs) Pencil. I'm sure it's picked up a pencil somewhere in its travels. You should be able to take control of a human and they can look at their map. Mm. Oh, there's an idea. Like, Like once you go, if you go and look at the maps that are on, you know, Steam or whatever... And you like look at the overarching map. This is a pretty big map, and it's you, you're going to be like, "Oh, that's why I got confused." Like I, di- I didn't even realize that there was a hub <laughs> at the time I completed the game. Or maybe there's a power up where you steal like a security guard's head, and you just keep it in your body, and you can then access his brain. Now you're talking. Look at the map. Yeah. Now you're talking. Carrying two, baby. That could have even been an upgrade. Yeah. You know? Well, you're not going to believe this, but there's a DLC that came out for this game. But there's no achievement, so nobody knows about it. And I planned on trying it, but I'm... It is on consoles. I haven't tried it yet. I planned on trying it, but hopefully I get to it before next week. It is, for some reason, a Christmas DLC that came out in March. So I'm really wondering. It is on the console. it came out at Christmas time on PC. Yeah. Is it? Okay, yeah, it's there. I wonder what I it is. The PC had some sort of um, like user created level. Yeah, add-on. yeah, a map, a map, a level editor, map editor. Yeah. People can make their own little puzzle rooms. That's where I thought you were going with that, but interesting. It's all interesting. Yeah, it's. Uh, you said I'll, the, I'll be curious to hear your thoughts when you finish the story. Okay. It's like you're very close. All right, I'll, I'll get there, and. You said the map is big because uh, I briefly wanted to say I think the March was supposed to be Hollow Knight month and I think everyone failed because of the uh, Journey to the Savage Planet leaving Game Pass announcement. Everyone's attention diverted. But uh, Hollow Knight is known for having a huge map. And I think Yeah, the way and I you... guess Carrion's not as huge but it's confusing. It was for me at least. It's so big that you have to find a cartographer yeah. and write stuff on the map, right? Is a cartographer silent? The thing about oh, Carrion is that uh, the way they did the map for that one, too, is like they used to do in Nintendo Power, right? Where they would just take like a, a screenshot and they'd stitch it together next to the other screenshot. Oh, yes. Stitch it. <laughs> but it's done really well in in the Steam map <laughs> oh. uh, or in, you know, in, the, in the guide that's on Steam. When I played it, it was so brand new. I mean, I played it the day, maybe even the hour it released uh, in North America. And... Um, there were no solutions. It was just like 
everyone was complaining about, I'm lost. I have no idea where I am. I just keep going in circles. Um, but after a couple of days, then they started putting out a little bit more information, a little bit more maps and such. Oh, right. Yeah. No the, uh, <laughs> the, uh, the, the DLC, it looks like, yeah, it came out March 18th. So it is actually real fresh. Huh. Um, and they call it the, not the gaudy DLC, but the G T O Y DLC, the greatest time of the year DLC. <laughs> uh, I, I, I actually, I'm for if they want to add a title update for achievements for that, that'll be good. Yeah. So the interesting thing about Carrion, doesn't it feel like it's a brand new game? What do you mean? What do you mean by that? What I mean is, I feel like it just came out. But it came I don't out. Feel that way. Oh, that's how I feel. I still feel. Yeah, no. that, that was my point. It's been almost a year, and I can't believe it. So it came out in July. So I'm like, wait a minute, this might leave Game Pass in July. So I better get to it. Oh, uh, and there's a stack. There is a stack. Mm-hmm. Smitty was the first person oh, yes. on TA to finish the Win Ten. I remember that one because he was the only person that did hey. that version first. But he did it. <laughs> And I know this isn't your style, but I, if, you, if you are planning to do it, maybe do it sooner rather than later. It will go quicker on the yes, second place. Yes, that's what I've heard. Yes. yes. Way faster. I imagine it would be. Oh, well, yeah. You remember where, everything's, yeah, remember where everything is and whatnot. So second playthroughs are usually faster. All right, Corey. We've been waiting. My for, turn. We've been waiting. Yep. An extra Two week whole weeks. for this. You told us next week we're going to talk about this game, and you lied. So you better, I did. You yeah, talk I, about I, it I didn't know about the UK hour. hours thing until like Thursday the week before, so I did not have time to prepare. I just told my boss, "Yes, I'll." People do it. in the Discord today um, were, were throwing you under the bus for this. Yeah, well, I'm gonna. I'm about to the sell them a thirty dollars game. I'll, I'll give them that. Oh. Uh, before I get into it, though, uh, I I I did. I didn't get to play it all last week, and like. When the weekend came, it was my time to shine with Journey to the Savage Planet. And I'm just going to tell you right Ooh, now, yeah. from Friday to yesterday, Monday, that's all I played. And I know Kush talked about it last week, and I talked about it real brief when Mario carried me through, carried me through it. And I didn't have like a ton of words to say on it, but that's a great game. Um, yeah, Journey to the Savage Planet was really good. Glad, glad, I, uh, glad I got to experience it uh, in full. Anyways, did you pay attention uh, yes. to the uh, yes. story and the humor? Sorry to cut you. Um, there, I did as much as I could, but I, I had to go fast. Mm. Time was and that, mm. that's 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 the kicker to Game Pass. Um, yep. uh, there's some stuff that I definitely had to go, had to do a little, do a little skipping if uh, if they were talking or I wasn't able to pay attention uh, to everything they said because I was trying to fast travel around and whatnot, but. What about the puffer birds on the DLC one? Did you get he the joke there? Uh, I mean, it looked like Toucan Sam. Okay, so you and, didn't. Oh, it was that milk, like Toucan, yes. and he's the cereal bird. Yes, when you blow, okay. when you destroy them, they explode in like a cascade of milk and Fruit Loops. There's like little Fruit Loops that pop out. Oh, I missed the Fruit Loops. And when and when you kick it into the uh, meat grinder. Your uh, echo goes fruit loots. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I, I had to go back year. really quick, and yeah, you yes. can definitely see that in the achievement art, and the achievement is part of a complete. Breakfast. Absolutely, very nice. <laughs> it's hilarious. 
that hu- the humor is so good. Al, you have I can't believe you didn't play this game. I know, right? I know. You would I know. love the humor. And there's a co-op achievement. And there's a co-op achievement. Next time it's on sale. All right. All right. Anyways, the game that I teased a couple weeks ago, I couldn't talk about it. If you want to hear about an expert, talk about cause in the wild masks. You know what? Self-branded expert right here. First Ooh. person on TA to complete it. Um, I'm just going to say first person in the world. You know? Wow. First person in the world. <laughs> as far as we know. The devs didn't even play the As far as we know. As far as I'm telling you. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I, I somehow scored a copy before anybody else and completed it before anybody else played it. So I was the first uh, person to start it and complete it before anybody else. Um, so that was cool. Uh, I, I don't You know, I, I, I will agree that, you know, those first... If, if people get codes early, they shouldn't count. I, I, you know, it's there on the leaderboards, but, you know, I still did it fast. Anyways. I think it counts. He still did I, it before I think you it did. counts. Yeah. You are an elite podcaster. You deserve all the codes before everyone else. All right. All right. Anyways. <laughs> so, yeah, this game <laughs> is called Cause, K-A-Z-E. Sure. And the Wild I Mask. It's Cause, eh? It's Cause. I'm pretty sure. I, 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 I watched a developer, like, a tra- trailer or video talk about it and he said cause so that's what i that's what i went with all right yeah, that was my cause first question is. was how do you know that's how it's pronounced do they say <laughs> yeah, it in the game th- no there's no talking in the game it's okay uh, there are like some cutscenes, but it's kind of like you know silent comic book style no no words it, anyways this is a platform game and it is a love letter to 90s platforming games um to think super nintendo and i keep seeing people like they keep mentioning Sonic, um, and what's another one I saw? Uh, I, I can't remember at the top of my head, but I know I saw Bubsy. Sonic earlier today. Maybe Bubsy, maybe. Um, but this is like Donkey Kong Country Two. Like if I had to compare it to one game, that's the game that this reminds me of. And what you are doing is you're playing these levels. Uh, I, it's been a little bit of time, so I, I might get these wrong, but there's maybe eight eight to nine levels per world or per island uh, and there's four islands total and then each one comes with a boss level so you have like eight or nine regular levels and a boss level and each one comes with a bonus level you only unlock the bonus level if you successfully complete all the bonus sections in the regular level so if i break it down by like a normal level you play it and there are these gems, crystals, whatever, just floating along various paths. You have to get the majority of them to complete that objective. Now, none of the objectives are required to get to the game, uh, but they're there and they unlock achievements uh, if you complete them all uh, because they they add to you know whatever little story map that the game contains. So you have to get all of those. Along the levels, there also are four golden coins. So you spell cause. K-A-Z-E. Uh, so those are hidden throughout. Uh, just like Donkey Kong coins, right? So there's that connection huh. there. Um, so you have to get all those. And then in each level, there are two hidden like portals that take you to these mini games that are like these bonus sections. You have to successfully complete those to unlock like each side of that crystal. You do that for the whole island. You unlock this bonus stage for each island. The bonus stage is completely different than a normal left-to-right scrolling platforming level um in in some cases and there are they are typically harder levels um though the one of the just slight spoiler the one of the first ones is a platforming level 
but they take away all the platforms. You have to look at like context clues around you to know where the platforms are. And, and, and so they add a challenge to the Interesting. game. And then each boss uh, kind of contains, you know, uh, something uh, like, a, like a power up that you might have used earlier in that world. Uh, and that brings me to the power ups. Not every level has them, but a good chunk of the levels have these power ups. And that's where these wild masks comes into play, like the title says. Uh, the, each of the masks will turn the main character that you're playing cause this bunny. Uh, they'll give her some kind of powers. One is flying. So there will be entire flying sections. So remember that bird in Donkey Kong Country? There you go. Uh, there's another one that turns your character into like an endless runner. And so you can't stop, but you can like jump and double jump. And you have to, you know, navigate that uh, in a particular set of moves. And obviously you have to get all those crystals and stuff I was talking about as well along the way. Uh, there's another one that allows you to swim. Um, so there you go. You kind of like Donkey Kong Country had its pets that you gathered. This one has um, these masks that give you these powers. And then you usually have to use one of them to uh, fight the boss of the world. Uh, you do that four times. That's the game done. Um, and like I said, you have to complete every objective for every level uh, to get an achievement for each one of those things. You also have to complete all the levels without taking damage uh, sounds a little bit difficult, and some of those levels might give you a, a little bit of um, a challenge because uh, they do include the bonus levels. But I did it, so it's definitely doable. Huh. Addition, this game is very pretty looking. It, it is super pretty looking for its pixelated art style. I, I really love it. So the. You just answered one of my questions, actually. I saw on YouTube there's a hitless speed run that's like mm -hmm. an hour 12. Do you mm -hmm. need to beat the whole game like that or just oh, each wow. level individually and it keeps track? Each, each, yeah, each level individually and it does keep track. You can kind of see a little special icon once you do that. Uh, and you just have to do that for every level. Uh, you don't have to do it in one go. Um, one more thing about the levels is once you complete them, you then can play them again and hit this little clock icon to enable time trial mode. Basically, that is a... Hey, um, man. I'm trying to think if you had to do that in one shot or not as well. Um, you, you might have, or maybe may, maybe it sets you back. I don't remember. Um, obviously, the best way to get through time trial mode is to go through damage list, but all you had to do was get a medal in each of those. Uh, I had no trouble getting pretty much gold and everything, one of the things, I think I got silver, and it counted it. So as long as you get a medal, it seems to give you that achievement for doing that on every level as well. And if you do that 100%, that will get you all of the achievements but one, which happens to be a speedrun achievement. And so uh, another thing that, that you kind of mentioned is um, somebody did a damageless run. Well, the speedrun achievement is you having to complete the game in under two hours. And... It sounds a little daunting because I think my first go through was like somewhere in like the six hour range, um, maybe, maybe six to eight or six to ten even for 100 percenting everything. But you don't have to go through damage list for any of that. And there's also two modes that you can pick at, when you start a new save file. Original mode, which they recommend, uh, just, you know, makes it a little bit more tough, more tougher, uh, or just tougher. Um, or like in easy mode, I think they called it. And all easy mode does is give you more frequent checkpoints. Uh, so I was the, the brave gamer as I am, and I did my 100% run on original mode. 
and I said, let me try easy <laughs> mode for the speed run. Uh, cause you know, if I die, I'll get a, I won't have to backtrack as much and, uh, it will help me with the speed run. Um, saved that for a second and I actually didn't die that much. Uh, but it did help and I completed the game in like an hour or 20 minutes or something like that. So it was, it was gravy. So I can't, I can't say enough good things about the game. And in fact, like the audio is good. The graphics are good. The gameplay's top notch. Um, if anything, I wished it was longer. It, I think it came out to be like somewhere in the range of 36 to 42 ish levels. Um, and I loved every single minute of it. It was a great game. I think $30, like, like it's definitely warranted. It's getting great reviews. Um, but I can, yeah. I know that that's not going to sell super well. I can already see the tracked gamers on TA is less than 150 and it's been out for, uh, almost a week at this point. <clears throat> and I just, I just don't think that it's going to get, you know, gangbuster numbers for players because of that price point but it is a good game um you need to go to game pass yeah it's it's sedesco is the publisher uh you know they are they're hitting with with their games but uh i think this one is a definitely a standout in their um in their lineup here but it was so good so so good, and I, I've only seen good things about it. It's it's getting really good reviews. Yeah, I'm watching a couple of trailers as you're talking, and all the trailers are giving it nine out of tens, eight out of tens, ten to, ten out of tens. Like everybody seems to love this game, and just looking at the trailers, I can see why, or and gameplay, not just trailers. This looks very good if you like platformers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think it provides just the right amount of difficulty, and like you've mentioned, it just it's pretty for what it is. You it, know, for these pixelated, uh, what is it? Probably like sixteen bit graphics. I you know, don't su- Super Nintendo platformer type game. Um, looks, it's just great. It looks so smooth. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty smooth. I it's like not the, janky. Um, um, all that. Yeah, I trickled at the animation when uh, you're on a like a vine and the rabbit use the rabbit ears to climb up and down oh yeah yeah it's pretty good does it have idle animations Uh oh um you know what i just i don't think i ever just sat there with it so i don't know i couldn't ever sit still i was always moving (laughs) i know what you're talking about though like when i know when you leave sonic alone he like taps his foot yeah he gets mad Uh, bubsy always did looks back at you I, i would have to guess it probably does but i couldn't couldn't tell you for sure well, since you compared it to Donkey Kong Country 2, I have to ask, are there any underwater mm-hmm. levels? There are, like, there's no yep. entirely underwater levels, but there are some that are uh, long underwater sections. Also, sections. It's funny you ask about that. I just got to a part of a gameplay uh, review, and it showed the other water oh. section. It's like, ah, oh, crap. Yeah, Donkey Kong yeah. Country. <laughs> like those were probably like there's not a, there's not a lot oh, of them. Wow, there's like two or three, and those are probably my most frustrating ones when it came to like a damageless run, but they're not too bad. Okay, I just and I also just saw the platformless level. That's interesting. Yeah, yeah, I, that one took me maybe like 
it had to take me at least half an hour the first time I did it. And then I was thinking, oh, crap, I got to do this uh, damageless. No damage. I, I, I actually, speed run. Yeah, you have to do a speed run achievement. That's the one I was really worried about. But, you know, after some practice, uh, it was fine. What wow. could the developer yeah. do in a DLC that would get you right back into it? A no, right just, to left mode? <laughs> uh, just more levels. That's all <laughs> I need. more levels. I just okay. want to play more of the game. The, uh, a second uh, cause that has four ears? <laughs> well, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> one of the things that I like about it is once you beat the game, uh, you know, you've beat the game, but if like there's a secret ending and to get it, you have to get... Um, you have to get a hundred percent of one of the collectibles. I can't remember which one it was. Maybe, maybe all of the uh, the crystals or the cost coins. One of the two. And if once you beat the boss again, you uh, you get a the true ending, as I like to call it. And it has its own achievement. And uh, you know, you they could set it up for a sequel. But yeah, it's just a good game. Um, it's very accessible with that easy mode. It gives you like more hit. Uh, like you have like this thing floating around you uh and it kind of takes a hit for you um and you get like you know a couple extra of those in easy mode um like sparks kind of yeah and then like obviously you get a little bit more checkpoints uh if you happen to die but it's a great game did you like it all right love it love it <laughs> it's good to hear you glowing right, like well, this. definitely a top game of the year so far uh, or top, you know, one or two, definitely. I actually can't think of a better game. At least they came out so far this year. High praise. All right, Nate, what have you been up to? What game have you been playing? Well, I've been playing a game for a very long time uh, since this morning. Uh, Narita Boy uh, <laughs> came out. <laughs> I think I think it released this morning um, sometime. I don't think it released last night. Sometimes these things come out a little bit early. And uh, I, I've been looking forward to this ever since uh, we got that demo that we were able to uh, try out. And they released a little gameplay video at the same time. And it just looked like something that was calling to me. Um, it's got very stylized pixel graphics, uh, very smooth animations. It harkens back to... Um, all kinds of like movie references like Star Wars and um, the last uh, Starfighter uh, and Tron and all sorts of stuff like this. Uh, so it was made to hook that nostalgia itch in me for sure. Uh, and it is oh, yes. kind of a hack and slashy platformery type thing. I haven't found a double jump yet, but I do keep Uh-oh. getting new skills. <laughs> My question. Um, <laughs> it's not. It is not a Vayner. Um, it is just a fun action platformer. Um, kind of large sprites, so your character takes up a significant portion of the screen. Uh, not you know, He's not tiny. He's no Ori. Um, but... Then again, he's no like super huge character that you can only take three steps across the screen. It just seems a little bit big. Um, the jumping is pretty responsive. There's a couple places where you have to do some kind of precision platforming so far, uh, like little narrow um, columns you have to jump onto and not fall off. 
I have had a little bit of issue with um, kind of directional snapback. So when you're running one way and you need to turn and strike behind you or whatever, sometimes your controller snaps back the opposite direction. So you want to strike left, but for whatever reason, just like the stick returning to its position kind of like turns your character the other way. And that's kind of, it's kind of a really annoying in these, you know, precision kind of combat situations that you find yourself in. Uh, speaking about the combat, you start off with a, a few basic moves and you start to pick up new moves as you go along, as you beat these little uh, bosses that pop up every here and there. Um, and you only see about three or four characters on screen at a time. So the combat really isn't that crazy. You don't really, it's not like a guacamelee where you have to keep in mind like move sets from like these flying enemies and like these ground pound enemies and these enemies that flip from light to dark. You don't have to do all that kind of combat math in your head on the fly. Uh, this you're really only going up against three, maybe four people at the same time. And at least now their attacks are pretty, you know, something that you can uh, grasp pretty easily. And, and you just basically want to get to one side and have everybody be on the other side and then kind of fight them that way. Uh, I really like it. Um, this there, is very much a Nate game. You, how do you guys feel, quick poll, about um, like filters on your game? So hate it. So you hate I that. I hate it. So you don't like the fact where it's pretending to be a CRT. And you put little cats. With like little rounded corners and like scan lines. And, and it looks like, like hazy up. all the time. A little bit hazy. Yeah, yeah that sort of stuff. I, I, I hate I hate it. Okay. Like in, so, back in 1995 had that CRT you could toggle on and off. Well, there was that Lena rattle, like a comp, Conan the Barbarian thing that yeah. had that stuff too. And you could turn it off. I also hate it. Looks this, like game allows you, yeah. this game allows you to turn it off in the options. And mm. then on the main levels, the combat levels, it just looks like just kind of a regular side scrolling thing. It doesn't have that weird CRT filter over top of it. I turned that off and then I went into one of these um, little memory flashback scenes and it's on. <laughs> like, so I thought the option wasn't working. And then there are these other kind of transitional rooms that you're in that it doesn't matter what setting you set. Like it's still going to have that weird CRT filter over. Um, this game desperately needs a map. Uh, there is really? there is no map. Uh, so, so is it level? It's not level based. Like, okay, so it's room based. Okay, so you, you're basically running from left to right. Um, there's no like high exit and low exit like there are in some games. Like uh, Bladed Fury, I was just playing last week, doesn't have that. Uh, instead, it's you know you go through this door, you go through this door, or you run off this edge of the screen, or you run off that edge of the screen. Sometimes you'll go up an elevator, and the elevator will have two doors out. You can go out the left door or the right door. Um, so far, it hasn't been too much of an issue, but this is not a game, I think, that you want to play and take a break from and then come back. Because in the very first uh, main area that I've been, the task has mostly been go find this disc, use this disc like a key to unlock this door. And you're basically just running through this door and then going over to the left and doing something over here and then going back to the door and then going in this other door and running to the right and doing that thing and coming back. And if you forget where you are, if you're not current with that, it's going to be a real pain to remember. You're basically just going to have to explore every room again. Um, so that's that's one of the big issues. The other thing is that they're very much into their lore. Um, huh. 
they, they've made up their that, own lore for this and it's very heavy into it and it's kind of like there's no parallel to it that i can kind of grasp onto um it's just weird it's like oh we're gonna do this and there are these priests and the blah blah and i'm just like i really have no idea what you're talking about right now <laughs> like if you use so many weird words i just don't even know what the MacGuffin is that i'm getting right now i'm getting a disc okay that's cool i have to get these three lights to light up to open a door that's cool i can deal with that uh, you've got some other term for it, but whatever. It's three lights. Uh, there's puzzles to get through uh, certain doors, and, and that basically so far has consisted of find these runes somewhere in the level and then enter the three rune combination. Uh, so it's not terribly difficult. Um, I think I'm probably coming across as not liking the game, but I do like the game. I do enjoy it, uh, but I do want it to be more. Um and I think what do you from mean what I've more? seen from my two Sorry. or three hours playing through, the achievements are popping fast and furious. Uh, there's And they're all progression-based. So they're not like situation-based, like, oh, you killed five people with one strike or anything like that. It's, oh, okay, you did the thing. Uh, here's your here's your little dopamine hit. You know, here's an achievement. Um, and so I don't think there's going to be missables. Uh, there are a couple achievements for finding some hidden discs um, and I don't think that those are going to be missable. I think you're going to be able to go back and get them. Uh, I also think that once you've beaten the game, uh, the second playthrough, because this is a stack, is going to be really fast. Um, there's no, as far as I can tell, new game plus or anything like that. Uh, so, yeah, it, it's kind of just a basic, really good looking uh, action platformer. And I don't think it sticks around too long. I think it's going to be a good time and then you're done uh so it's 30 dollars, i think 25 it's 25 dollars. Uh, i would not recommend paying 25 dollars for this i would recommend getting this done on game pass before it goes out uh but i'm enjoying it i, it, I don't think i sound positive about it but i am enjoying it i think i'm just disappointed i'm not angry <laughs> just disappointed right i think i'm trying to find where i saw it but it, there's only two completions so far which I mean, the game just came out and uh, they both spent like the average is like 10 hours. So doesn't look like a long game necessarily. Yeah, it doesn't seem too long. Um, like you said, you could probably uh, bang through the stack quicker if you do it you know, more recently. Yeah, I thought that maybe there would be an achievement for not getting hit by some of these bosses. And I was just like, oh, geez, these patterns are not the easiest to figure out how I'm not going to get hit. Um, but basically you just have to not get hit enough to outlast uh, the little mini bosses or whatever. Yeah. I got to say, yeah, this looking at the gameplay videos, cause I have not played this one yet myself is I don't really love the aesthetics. Um, yeah. I do like the music a lot and it definitely looks innovative but just the graphics, just something about them just irks me. They hurt my eyes. Yeah. <laughs> well, like I said, you, turn, eyes. you <laughs> turn off that filter and it's, it's a much more flat experience. It's not, doesn't have that rounded weirdness to the, yeah. uh, to the whatever. And it's not as glossy. That sword is um, very It still looks sword. good. It still looks good in that mode. Yeah. Uh, one thing I didn't mention is that a, a lot of this game seems to be, or, or a lot of the story seems to be about this character, the main programmer. Um, so, so basically what happens is there's a programmer working late one night. 
And all of a sudden, kind of like Tron, something happens and the programmer um, basically disappears or I'm not sure. It looked like he fell over in his chair. I'm not really sure what happened to him because uh, I don't really say it. Or maybe I didn't pick up on it. Uh, but you're basically going through and you're trying to regain his memories as some sort of entity in the game or in the system uh, is trying to take those memories and then rewrite the program. Um, so your goal is to go through, find these 13 memories, reconstitute them, uh, which will allow the game to be stable. Uh, and this bad guy won't be able to win. So a lot of the storytelling is done through these kind of memory flashbacks where you basically just walk from left to right and you click on a thing and you read uh, some story. And that, that art is done really well. Um, looks just like the gameplay art, but uh, it's it's basically like everything is like a snapshot. And you're just kind of walking through that memory snapshot from left to right. But yeah, yeah, I mean, maybe the art style is not for you, but if you like what you see, um, the game plays very well. Uh, and very fluid. Yeah, I'll definitely be trying it out. Uh, one thing to note is if you want to just try it out for those who are very cautious about their tag, it looks like it's almost an insta pop if you start the game, right? Yeah. I th- well, I think the first achievement pops when you get your sword. Somebody, the, the guide says start the game and enter the first structure. He misspelled structure. I don't know if that's how it's spelled in game or, or not, <laughs> no, but it's a typo. <laughs> okay. Uh, it just looks like it's super, super quick to put on your tag. If you know, you're cautious about that. Yeah. Yeah. I, th- I think the demo is still active. I think you do that or play it on a tag. Uh, you don't have to play do you, it, it. Do you think it, <laughs> Oh, I, I wonder know. if it runs smooth. I, no, on I don't have to play it. I'm not going to. It doesn't look I, very, uh, don't very know. costly as far as resources go. Yeah, I'll, I'll let you know in a, in a week because I'm sure I'll beat this game and I'll move on to the stack uh, in about that time. The solution for the Win 10 version is much better. It says begin a new game and once you're through the introduction, this will unlock. <laughs> I did notice that. There are quite a few of uh, like Win 10 because like, is, it is a stack. There are quite a few guides on the Win 10 achievements that aren't on the Xbox achievements. It so it's weird. like somebody's like a windows ambassador and so they're that's that's what they're sticking to so i don't know worth worth checking out if you're trying to figure it out uh one of them i'm just randomly clicking on them one did say that it's missable i obviously can't speak to it but uh something to note just take a look flags aren't there yet it's too new but i'm not sure what happens when you beat the game i don't know if you can go back and explore things or not or if you just have to do a second playthrough up to that point Moving on, if no one else has anything else to say. Uh, what other game have you been playing, El? I just want to quickly mention that uh, Michelle and her brother and I booted up the demo for Outriders. I keep forgetting the name of that game, which is not a good sign. I keep thinking it's Outrunners. I keep saying that. No, Outriders. So basically, it is... If Gears of War and Destiny had a baby, um, the gameplay is definitely Gears. But it's a Square Enix game, so it's just weird to see all this. Uh, The menu screen looks just like (laughs) Destiny, where you can find loot and stuff like that. And Destiny has burned us in the past. I played that with Michelle and Boots Orion at launch. And it was... Very lacking, we'll say. But Outriders is on 
Game Pass starting April 1st. No fooling. And what drew me into the demo, and I wouldn't normally bother with the demo, but the progress rolls over from the demo. So that was interesting. And also we wanted to see how it was before it wound up on the tag. So this was the way to do it. Um, and for the demo, what you have to do first is play the prologue by yourself. And then after everyone finishes the prologue, then you can join together and play three-player co-op. And so far, it's very beautiful. Uh, you can customize what your character looks like. And if you don't feel like doing that yourself, you can hit the randomizer. And uh, Brian and I both wound up... Which means you hit the Brian randomizer. Brian and I wound up with bearded, lumberjack-looking guys. And Michelle picked uh, a girl. And we discovered through asking that the girl and the guy have the same dialogue, but different voice actors. It's definitely more mature than Destiny. Some swear words and stuff. That's what reminded me of Gears a little bit. But it wasn't as dark as Gears. It was definitely more colorful. Because Gears is always uh, criticized for having dark gray. Gray, gray and brown. and Yeah. But, um, so but yeah. I downloaded this only for Journey to the Savage Planet to happen. So I never played it. Mm. Um, the achievement list just dropped for it. Yeah. Um, three I, people have started it. One person's like a good ways into it. It doesn't look bad. Don't really want to look at the list yet, but. You see anything well, interesting? I mean, go for it. It depends on like, I mean, as far as like grindy, you gotta. It just says complete all side quests, um, and then you have to get to a certain level. I'm. I don't know how the leveling works. How there's character levels and accolade levels. Um, <sighs> how far did you get in the demo? <laughs> Not that far. We did one side quest. I think this demo had four side quests. That's a decent demo. It's a very good demo, actually. And all the progress does carry over, yes, correct? Yes. Oh, there's different classes. Also, well, I'll, I'll just say this: you can pick between four classes. Yeah, they said uh, that the progress carries over. Yes. Yeah, was... I, you, you might. I mean, you might say that's a decent demo, but there's an achievement for completing 25 side quests, and then one for completing all side quests. So, good side quests. Are I don't good. take it's that for 26. It it could have 26, but it could yeah. also have 100 <laughs> or 50. 26. Or maybe to twenty five. Or there could be twenty four and isn't unobtainable. Who damn, knows? I don't know. Damn it, Kiefer. It could be grindy. It could be eighty hours, one hundred fifty. Okay, so but far it also could be like thirty. So far it's good. I just hope that the story maintains. Uh, so far it's been a good story, but in Destiny you just did the same levels over and over, and I just ugh, just hope you don't have to do that. So hopefully more on that next week. Like you said, the the list basically just dropped today right before we recorded and it technically comes out April 1st. So three people have it somehow, but maybe they're reviewers. So you're saying the game is a joke. What? What did I miss? (laughs) (laughs) No, it's a good game. Don't worry about it. Terrible joke. Never mind. I also wanted to just quickly say that uh, I enjoyed doing the crypto by Paugi stream with Koosh last week. Uh, I've actually been going through this game with my wife. And unlike the other Palgi games, we've just started from the first level and have just been going through the whole lot of them. And when the achievements pop, they pop. So just like the other Palgi games, just there are specific levels. You can just look up which ones they are. You don't have to look them up. It tells you right on the achievement list. You pick those and solve those and get the achievements. Um, but I actually really enjoy this game. And my wife and I figured it uh Enjoy figuring them out together. 
and the controls are not as awful as the other ones. Uh, the Sudoku being frustrating because most people are used to Sudoku on a touch screen. And you can't do that. And what's the other one? Round out the one with the with the wheel. Yeah, it just was a little. That one's a little clanky. Little, little clanky. So this is my favorite yeah. of all of them by far, the crypto. And there's 210 puzzles. So for eight bucks, if you have someone you enjoy doing puzzle games with, I would recommend it. And that was Crypto by right. Pauki. So a good potpourri of games this week. I know we're chomping at the bit to discuss something yes. else. Some oh. other potpourris. Mm. It's just a, a little thing. Just a, just a wee little thing happened this week. The uh, idea at Xbox Showcase. It, uh, I don't know. Did you guys watch this? We, was this a, do was we want to do thing? this now or end with it? No, nah, let's do it now. now? We're doing sheet. it now. We're doing let's it live. Do it on the sheet. Because it's... All right, it's going to be two in the morning. All right, I'm ready. Well, hey, if this was a four-hour show, then we'll just match the idea at Xbox Showcase because it was four hours. <laughs> All right, Corey, tell us how you really right. feel. What did you think of that? What did you think of the presentation of this showcase? Showcase showdown. So this showcase in and of itself was a good idea. The presentation could use some updates. Basically, they Come had... On, That's it, one it, way to put it. They, freaking they had suck. a couple He's more. Nice. It, Spit it out. So I got I got <laughs> lucky. I only I was only able to watch the first hour before heading to uh, surgery <laughs> for my wife. And uh, so I was able to catch the <laughs> last two and a half hours later and skipped all the fluff. Uh, um, that was lucky. So, so this was a live stream. Um, you couldn't you know skip ahead or anything like that. And they had a couple of moderators uh, going through between uh, all the the trailers um, that were happening, and you know sometimes they didn't seem like they knew what they were talking about. But whatever, that's fine. They were totally read from scripts. That happens all the time. You know what? That's whatever. The thing, the other thing that they did that I didn't really like. There's, I think there's two main things. One, they took breaks. This is a live show. I don't know why you need breaks. An actual break. <laughs> it went to another screen with a countdown of when they were coming back. Yeah, right. they, they could have just replayed the trailer. I don't, I don't when care. When your show is that long that you need breaks, maybe you need to not have your show be that long. Yeah. That was mind-boggling that they actually had a freaking break in it. <laughs> yeah, it was it was not great. I left it the first break, that first real break. Um, the other thing that they did, which is not bad necessarily i think they could go about it differently is that they had somebody uh, typically a streamer or somebody in the industry giving an interview with the dev or publisher of a game so they focused on one main game and uh, they showed uh, a trailer and gameplay from that game as they were talking about it and just went into some deep specifics um again all good and dandy but they spent an ample amount of time with each of these. And that's yeah. not why we were here. We were here to just, you know, see what's coming um, and get in and get out. I think that they, what they should do is what, what I wish they would do is while, yeah, it was cool to see, you know, however many games they said a hundred plus, I don't really know if there's that many. Um, I, I would love it if they did a Nintendo style direct every month, give me an ID direct every month. Yeah, you know, oh, drip, drip feed me. You don't have to give it all at once because, you know what? I'm not so sure that all. Actually, I know some of this stuff's not coming out to 2022. 
So or why later. tell me about it now? Tell me about it in November, you know? That's how I feel. It, it was way too long. <sighs> yeah. I love ID games, but it was way too long of a show for what that, you know, what, what, what they did. Yeah. They should go back to the first format that they had. Um, where it was a bunch of sizzle reels and it was like four videos or whatever. And it was, you know, what didn't last too long. Uh, this, I, if they're going to do it four hours, they should tell you it's going to be four hours. That was <laughs> that too. <laughs> I think that was the main thing with this is when we hear a showcase, we're like, Oh, okay. So this is like an exo, not uh, whatever showcase. And it's going to be an hour. You're going to have to talk to some devs real, real fast. Ask one question to get onto the next thing. Show me trailers. And it's going to be action packed and exciting and keep moving. Not sizzle reel interview break sizzle reel interview break very monotonous the breaks and the interviews really just it put a halt to all the excitement and all the hype i wasn't there to like i didn't like watch the number of viewers or anything like that but i have to it guess that, that they dropped it kept dropping yeah. oh my yeah, god it one it of the plummeted. fun things to do is watch it drop <laughs> yeah it's uh and like nothing to the streamers nothing about the streamers like I don't know them. I assume they're a decent size streamer. They had a nice setup and all, but <laughs> it almost seems like they were picked to do this that morning. Yeah, they were lovely, but um, we don't want eye candy. We want people that are knowledgeable about their games. Yeah. Or why not both? Or why not yeah, both? Or just sizzle reels, and then you can have interviews later, and we can we can digest all that later. <laughs> later. Like, that's you that's what they should have done. <laughs> Yeah, we just yeah. need Phil yeah. Spencer saying, here, watch this, yeah. and praise us. Yeah, and that was the other thing. There was no world premieres. Well, I think there probably was, but... I didn't hear the announcer, man, in that wonderful voice say it. Yeah, so it doesn't count. I, I don't think I don't think they give this to indies. It's not part of well, the contract. Well, they should. They should. It's still ID at Xbox. It's still Xbox. Come on. You can put that guy on somewhere else. All right, enough of that. But, Let's get to yeah, the good enough stuff. Of the, enough of the bad stuff. Let's get on to the good stuff. So what we're going to do is, everyone, there was, there was like 100 games there, even if they weren't all dived into and we saw, and we saw actual gameplay. It might have just been you know a quick 5, 10-second clip of it. Um, TA has a nice article that we kind of went through, and it just has every single game showcased my God, there was a lot of games. They, they the they one thing that they put, did they did deliver is they showed us games. There's a lot of stuff coming, right? And the the TA article, like it, they at least go into ones that were named. I think there were other ones, maybe in scissor, scissor sizzle reels. That's the word <laughs> um, that you know just didn't even tell us the name. Um, but yeah, the article is pretty good. Give it a, a look. Uh, one thing that they did, they added stuff that is technically already out, like Narita Boy made it, which I guess is not out then, but um, that and Audios and it, it's like Celeste made the cut. I Celeste don't know why. Yeah, but it's mostly coming soon stuff. Um, but yeah. And there were some games that have been showed before that they showed new gameplay trailers or did like a extra... Um, like an extra dive into it, show new stuff, just to kind of like, hey, this is still coming. And there was no tunic. There was no tunic. <laughs> For as much as I wanted to see it. Um, so yeah, uh, at least the games I picked, I don't know about you guys, because we have not shared our stuff. I did not pick anything yeah. that we 
had previously heard about. Uh, Just that throw yeah, a little mystery totally in there. That. Okay, so yeah. We all picked, well, at least I assume we all went through the list, narrowed it down, to, and got a list of games that we either felt was interesting or something that we wanted to play. And then we narrowed it down, and we have our top fives, and then after that we could give honorable mentions if anybody has them. Uh, yeah. Who would like to start with their number five game? So we're going like... Our number one's the best. That's what we're going to end with? Yeah, we're going to end with our yes. best. All right. The, the game that you are most hyped about is your number one game, and we'll save them for last. All right. I expect overlap, but we can just bring it up when there that There will probably be some overlap, but, you know, that's cool. And like Corey said, you know, I don't know what on any, we don't know what's on each other's list. We got this secret from each other. So who wants to start? I think L should start. Okay. Me? L, let's start with you. I didn't watch yeah, any of these you. trailers. Fine, fine, fine. I'm going to start with a cautiously optimistic game. Okay. Um, entitled Nobody Saves the World from Drinkbox Studios. We're, we're saving the best for first. No, Damn no, it. no. <laughs> <laughs> I, I knew that was going to happen. Okay. There you, there can, you go. That's, you my, can, that's my top pick. Really? You're such a spoiler. Really? Really? So you only picked one then. I think <laughs> I think that they didn't show us enough. This trailer was very bare bones. Um, and just saying really? it's from the people that made Guacamelee was not enough for me to automatically love it because it just looks so different. Uh, it so is. It has procedurally game, generated dungeons. Did you what? What, Kenny? I'm sorry. I was just going to say, did you watch the full interview with the devs on this one? I did not. I did not. Okay, I was I wondering would. if you if you saw that that this is one of the games that they did a deep dive on and spent like ten minutes or so on. Uh, well, maybe I would have changed my tune, but from what I saw, it was just a quick little trailer saying "coming soon ish." You know, it showed off uh, different forms you could do, uh, different abilities, and it looks like it's got the little. Killer Rabbit from uh, Monty Python, the Holy Grail. But maybe I it just want to see humorous, more. It was humorous, and I, I think that they they showed enough. Um, I don't think they gave a date for this one. Yeah, soonish. But, nah, coming soonish. But, but they, soon. this yeah. is a Game Pass one, right? If I recall. Yes. yes. Yeah, so it, it'll be available whenever it's available in Game Pass. Um, yeah, I, I like that it has like your one. You're a nobody. Is you know nobody saved the world, so you save the world. And I like that you can you have these different forms. Th- there looks like a ton of them. I, yes, I, I'm a little skeptical that there's too many because I think that is a thing <laughs> that can happen in games. But I love the art style of the game, uh, and you have quests. And it's an action RPG, and yeah, I don't know. I just I I have high hopes for Drinkbox in their previous games that I think this one's going to be a standout game and it happened to be make my my top pick. Um, I kind of said this to Koosh behind the scenes and he sort of disowned me, but not my like selection of games. Like I could narrow this down to a top five, six pretty easily and the rest were kind of like, eh. So, so th- this th- is your this top pick? Crazy. This, this is my top this is pick. This bottom pick. This is your top pick. It is. Okay. Yeah. So I, I know that you've not done your homework, Dennis, basically. 
Well, uh, I mean, maybe. Okay. Yeah, I mean, just being from Drinkbox is not automatically great because I really didn't love uh, Tales from Space Mutant Blobs Attack. It really wasn't for me. I didn't really love it. Huh? Well, you've got to look. That was their, you know, first Xbox game, right? I never played it. I think. Yeah. It's a good game. Yeah. I doesn't like it, but it's an okay game. It's okay. You, yeah, it wasn't bad. It. it wasn't bad, yeah. but Guacamelee, just the humor and the Easter eggs and the gameplay, just everything... Everything fell into place for me for with Guacamelee, the co-op, everything. Yeah. It's take so a as lot. a studio, I like the way they've progressed. And, and this is a big departure from, from Guacamelee, that style of game. So right. this is more of an RPG, an action RPG. So I think the I'm, humor is going to be there. I think there is going to be good humor. Yeah. And I, I think mean, it's there's going, a turtle it's going to, it's shooting a bow. <laughs> That's pretty cool. Like the, the quest. Like one of the first quests, I guess it says smash stuff. He hits a box and just quest complete. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. That was another fun thing about just uh, before we move on to the games. Uh, another fun thing about this um, presentation, they actually talked about achievements multiple times. So it, it wasn't like achievements weren't on anyone's mind at all, but they just out of the blue just brought up achievements. I thought that was super cool. Yes. Yeah. There's a couple of games that did that. Yeah. In what context? Well, I mean, when Stallion was um, oh boy, say no more moderating, uh, he, <laughs> okay. he asked uh, a couple of questions about achievements, and then um, I think some other developers mentioned achievements without being prompted. Uh, the developers for Soup Pot, yes, um, like you said, this one. Oh, there was there was, yeah, but yeah, there was like one or two others that did it. I believe Moonglow Bay. I thought that was uh, sort of talks about achievements. Yeah. yeah, it didn't just take Stallion to mention achievements for achievements to be brought up in a showcase like this, which was really nice. All right. Well, if that's L's number five, uh, Nate, let's go to you. What's your number five? All right. My number five is Recompile. Ooh. <laughs> recompile. <laughs> so, Recompile, um, if you've been following this, they ha- this is not the first time they've shown it. Um, it looks like an action platformer and I think, I think the word Metroidvania has been used or Metroidvania like has been Ah. used. Um, it just looks like fun combat, um, and my kind of action platformer. I mean, I don't, I really don't know much about the story. I just know the, um, the action shots we've seen make this look uh, like a good-looking game. I, I think that they have different camera uh, perspectives, so I think it's going to shift a little bit. At, at some point, it looks like there's a little bit of first-person shooting, but for the majority of the motion seems to be side-scrolly or... Um, there's definitely some 3D Yeah, there's, parts. there's yeah, definitely it, moving forward some, so I'm not really sure how that's going to play it out. It changes but, perspective quite a bit. But I'm, I'm interested in this one, and, and so that's why this was my number five pick. You're a hacker, Koosh. It definitely hacks. didn't. I, I can see why you definitely said I didn't do my research. Um, because as soon as you said Metro Van, I was like, oh, I, sh- I should have caught that one. I should have looked into <laughs> a little bit more. I'm going to get you excited, Corey. I'm <laughs> like, going to rekindle that. You point. need to recompile well, your list, Corey. Like, this still... <laughs> I, I think I need to know more. The uh, The trailer does look interesting. It's definitely a game I would try. 
but it, it's it leaves me too many questions to know whether it's going to be good. Like I don't know if that camera angle is really going to get on my nerves um, huh. enough to uh, want to really play it. If it's a Metroidvania, I have to play it, but. Uh, yeah, I think I need to see more. I see zero hints of a Vayner on this trailer. Yeah, yeah you I'm don't see any HUD Vayner. unless that's the actual game. Like you don't Blasto. have a HUD, which would be cool, but... Hmm. Yeah, that game looks okay. I don't know. <laughs> it looks like an A game. Yeah, I don't think I I'm going to win it. you over with that one, Fufu. No, nah, that one's not... I'm going to need to see more for that to be able to win me over. Yeah, I don't think you're ever going to be won over by that one. But for nah, me, I'm, I'm interested. I'm going to go next. So my number five game, and this one has been said before, but it is The Ascent. Okay, cool. Now, The Ascent, if you haven't seen it, this was, act, like I said, this was mentioned before. Um, it's like a cyberpunk action RPG. Um it's kind of like a sh- kind of like a shoot 'em up kind of a game. It kind uh, kind of has that. Um, oh, is it the isometric camera angle? What's that? What's that? Camera yeah, angle? sure. I can't think yeah. of what it is. I mean, that that is a, a word. Like <laughs> I I cannot think of what the word is, but this game just looks fun. Uh, it's a co-op game, four players. <laughs> this looks like something. Um, like L, this might be like a new Thursday night what? game, maybe for us. And this is one of the games. <clears throat> this is one of the games, and I'll be launching straight into Game Pass, which to me is just like okay, that just makes it even better. Have you guys? Have you guys watched this? Any of you interested in this one? I, I, interested. I am. Yeah. 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 This is the one that you akin to uh, the Ruiner, Ruiner, right? Yeah. yeah. Every time I've seen this, I'm like, oh, it's like a brighter. It's like Ruiner with more light bulbs. And more people. <laughs> and more people. Yeah, I, I had a feeling that um, this would get brought up, so I actually did not put it on my list. I'm glad you brought it up because it, it is one I would play, hundred percent. I thought I was actually wondering if Nate would have this one on his list. I thought if someone if someone else had it, it would be him. Yeah, it's it, I'm interested. I would say it falls into honorable mention or maybe just under honorable mention for me. Okay. Yeah, I like games like this. Um, like, kind of Laura Crofty in the Temple of Osiris. Temple of Osiris. I don't know if you've heard of these um, XBLA games, the Alien Breed games. There was an al- yeah, uh, I've heard of them. Alien Breed. Yeah, there was three episodes for some reason. The Team Seventeen games, um, Warhammer Forty Thousand Marine thingy. It's just these isometric twin stick shooters. The four player co op is obviously yep. what would get me excited about it because. Games like this tend yes, to be I figured as much. very repetitive, but there's definitely yeah, lots of Yeah, I don't know if I'm going to be able to convince my group to play this, um, but, but I'm going to try. Uh, do we know if it's coming yeah. to Game Pass? What? Yes, we do. So it is on Game Pass. I hope okay. it's online co-op because uh, it'll be launching straight into Game Pass. And this is also a game that was announced for the series console. So oh, if you have a Series S or a Series right. X, is, it'll be even prettier. Is it that, or is it a series exclusive? Um, the one trailer that I watched, it did say Xbox One and Xbox Series XS. So okay, on. so I, it should be for everything. I want to say the TA article said Series X, and it it made me worried. 
I thought the same thing when I read that on the TA article as well. I went, oh, no, I'm not going to be able to play it. But then, I, like I said, I watched a trailer for it, and at the end, it said Xbox One. So it should be for everything. All right. Well, in that case, Corey, give us your number five. All right. Number five is Void Train. Now, I am so glad I'm going a little left field here. I don't think anybody would have picked this one for me, but it's just weird no. enough that I need to know more. It's the one that, as soon as we saw it, they start out with a train track, and then like a, you're like kind of building a train, and it starts moving. People were like, "Oh, it's the track expansion, the track DLC," and then it goes somewhere else that's not where you think it's going, and you start going first person mode. You start shooting people. And from what I can tell, can see, you're gathering materials and uh, looking into it a little bit more. You actually have to um, upgrade your train and build better weapons. And so it just <laughs> sounds crazy enough that I want to play it. And it also is online multiplayer up to four people as well. Is it really? Yes. I did not see that part. Yeah, this this one is. I think this one's not set to come out until 2022, so it's like one that could have waited. But yeah, I am I'm interested in Void Train. I am <laughs> right there with you. I would have picked that. Yeah, I know. I or me tracks HD. <laughs> <laughs> this is one of my honorable mentions game for basically the same reason you gave Corey. Is it looks so out there i just want to know more yeah like it doesn't look terrible and i don't know the as soon as they brought out the first person and like shooting this creature thing i'm like what i gotta know more yeah it's like tracks meets a survival game maybe kind of it's like you're tethered to this train that's floating in space or the sky uh, and you're out there floating as well. So, I don't know. It's weird. It's, if you haven't watched this trailer, just go watch it. It is very difficult to try to explain. It is just bonkers. All right. Um, let's get into number four picks. Let's start off with Nate this time. Oh, we're changing things up, are we? I want to change it up. Okay, number four is with a bullet loot river there goes my number three pick (laughs) so loot river is um kind of an actiony um like hack and slash it looks like but all of a sudden uh, as you're running through and you're you're fighting with your sword or whatever it turns into tetris uh you're moving (laughs) on these uh different tetramino shaped pieces of land and all of a sudden you're shifting those like you're 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 smacking it to the left and then down and then to the right and you're squishing people with it uh and then you're jumping off of that uh to move around the map and then progress forward it just looks crazy it's like they took two games that didn't really you know they don't really go together at all like what goes with tetris that involves a sword nothing Nothing does until <laughs> Loot River comes around and makes it look really interesting. Um, so, yeah, I, I find myself really liking these hack and slash 
like fast combat uh, games these days. And uh, this looks like a very interesting twist uh, on a, a game type that I already like. It is roguelite. Um, no. And it's dungeon crawling. So. Absolutely. I dig the, the, the again, this is like a pixel art game with blood and swords. And I am here for it. I can see this being uh, your game. I know you were pretty hyped in the chat for this one, Nate. Yeah, when I saw it come up, I was, you know, very, very into it from, from the get-go. I mean, just the cutscenes, number one, <laughs> in the trailer that they showed, that little uh, animated kind of uh, pixel art cutscene looked really cool. And then just the fluid animations of pixel art, for whatever reason, I guess because of, you know, the age at which I started gaming, I just have a real affinity for pixel art. Um, and, uh, yeah, this game just looks super cool. And also I know that, you know, publishers, I would think typically have less to say about a game. I think that it does speak to the games that they decide to publish. And this one's actually published by super hot present. So the super hot people are now publishing other people's games. And this is the first one they're Mm. doing. And I think that says something because super hot is a pretty well-established, uh, liked game. And, uh, yes. it's kind of like, um, the, the, the hollow Knight people that, you know, they did, uh, that cyber game, uh, cyber shadow, cyber shadow. I, I think it's kind of like that. Like, you know, that they have a certain level of quality that they're going to, that they want, that they bring and that the, they would want their games that they're publishing to bring. And I think that this one is going to, I think it's going to deliver. Definitely looks cool. I think it looks interesting. One thing one thing I noticed is that the game's called Loot River, but the trailer seems to focus more on the action aspect of it. Uh, there's one quick screenshot you could see where you can check out your inventory, your loot, your stats. I bet you that there's more of that going on when you're actually playing it as opposed to this action-packed trailer. So it's just interesting to me. But I didn't even pick up on the Tetris. Yeah, it did look like it had puzzles. Yeah, I I don't know if they're puzzles so much as they are just, you know, how to do certain combat. There's one uh, scene in the trailer uh, where there's a slow moving guy with a really big sword and you kind of like you get on your little Tetris piece or whatever. You like slide over at him and you strike him and then you slide it back to dodge him. Yeah, Yeah. that was was a really cool thing to do. And. I don't know. I, I'm excited to see more about it. I, I'm very interested to see where it goes. Is there a... This is ahead, an example. Oh. Go ahead. I was going to say, um, is there a term for like the face? Is that like a mask? It looks like a spy versus spy. Doctor. Yeah, it's, it's like, a doctor. Like the, like the crow yeah. thing? Okay. The, like a, the crow beat? It's a... Um, you know, know, Sp- you know Spy versus it, Spy, it, right? It, it oh, what's it called? Name. Yeah, but I mean, even if you go back to Assassin's Creed, like um, old yeah. doctor, I want to say three or four, or not four, uh, Brotherhood of Revelations. Two. Yeah, the two saga. Yeah, okay. this, this is a Plague Doctor mask. Plague Doctor. Uh, Plague, gotcha. Yeah, that's it. Apex Legends has a character that looks skull. like this. Yeah, and so does um, yep. uh, Shovel Knight. And so, yeah. I mean, this is a historical mask that doctors used to wear. I guess that was it was a filter uh, to prevent germs and such. Uh, 
yes. plague, perhaps. Um, so, yeah. Yet a long beak acted as a filter. is almost like a old-timey gas mask. Filter and a straw. It's like an N45 mask back then. Nice. The, Loot River is one of these games where being in the indie side of games is very is more rewarding in some ways because this just looks very unique. It's not just another first-person shooter coming out. It's not just another hack and slash. This game looks different. No release date, I don't think. And did this one mention Game Pass? I this one did, don't it think did not mention did not. Game Pass, uh, at least but... in the TA article. And um, I don't think it had a date. Pass. It, yeah, <laughs> it is highly likely. I don't though, think this one is by super hot people. Both of their Come games on, have come to Game Pass, so we can hope. We can hope. As of right now, there's no confirmation. Carrying on, Al, what's your number four game? All right, I have a very controversial pick that okay. you'll either make fun of me for or wholeheartedly agree. Not sure yet. Or both. Moonglow Bay. It's cloudy, isn't it? <laughs> Moonglow Bay. Okay. So okay. it is brought to us by our friends at Coat Sink, who give us Fogs and Cake Bash, which we might have mentioned once or twice on the show. Um, it's being touted as a fishing RPG. Uh, at first glance, it looks like Minecraft, and I'm like, eh. But once I saw that it was mm. uh, has some local co-op, it sounded like something I could play with my kids or my kids could play with each other. Um, and uh, the other awesome thing is that it takes place in Canada. So Jables can uh, maybe give us some background on this game. He kind of has to play he it. He definitely has to play it. There's over 100 uh, types of fishies. And you can cook also. So, I don't know. To me, it looked pretty cool. And... I look forward to showing the trailer to my this, kids and checking it out. This is something I want to talk about, and this is like another honorable mention for me. It's funny because as soon as this game came on and I saw the art style, I immediately just typed in our chat in Discord, I'm out. Because mm-hmm. I look at I looked at it, I'm like, like I, I can't do it. Mm-hmm. I, I don't it. like the art whatsoever. It's an immediate turnoff for me. But then this was another game where they went in depth with it and they were talking to um, the two devs. Yeah, that on was it. the first game they did. The more they talked really. about it. <laughs> yes. Yeah, they went they really went into it. They talked for 10, 15 minutes on this game, and the more they talked about it, the more everything they said, this is a Kenny game. Where if you like Stardew Valley or you like Animal Crossing or anything like that, you're probably gonna like this game. I feel like I should like this game, but I just I, I can't get over that art style. I really dislike the art. See, I'm 100% the opposite. I actually like the art style. It looks like The Tourist, um, which I know you have not played. No, the, for the same, big reasons. W- the what they way. talk about in the game uh, that you do actually turns me off. In-game fishing is one of my most hated things in video games. <laughs> oh, and that's like man. a big portion of this game. I can already see the achievement. Let's catch every fish. Yeah, I, that's, when you said 100 oh, 100%. fish, I was just like, oh no, 100 fish? Yeah. Watch out for the one that it's, electrifies you. Ugh. It's like there's a, you have your own city and you can 
decorate it and customize it and build it up. So there's a little bit of like the management kind of a stuff in there and, and like the fishing and then cooking, you catch a fish and you cook it and then you sell it to upgrade your boat and your resources to do more and blah, blah, blah. It's like, now, sounds like I like it. Remind me, is this the one that had like a very eerie turn to it? Yes. And that's what I liked yes. about it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That called a lot of people's attention. I saw yeah. voxels and I saw that you couldn't destroy the voxels. And I was like, eh, I don't know. Voxels are made to be smashed. That's why they're cool. Uh, they're boxy and they break up into the tinier boxes. That's what voxels are. That's why you use them. Uh, and then when they weren't doing that, I was like, eh, I don't know. Uh, they start talking about all this, you know, you know, management type stuff. I'm just like, eh, I'm not really liking that. But then a ship sinks and they start talking about all these people that died. And I was like, <laughs> yeah, like that, that doesn't jive with this cutesy <laughs> art style. So you've got my attention, sir. Um, it's not in my honorable mentions, but it is very close to my honorable mentions. Yeah, this is, uh, when they were talking to the devs, they were mentioning how they didn't want to give away the story, but they were very, very much hinting that this is going to have some darker undertones to it. So who knows? And this is a game that will be launching into Game Pass. It's a maybe for me. Your kids will like it, I'm sure. I kind of doubt that. Okay. There's no hoverboards in it, but I think well, I think it'll be fun. All right. Well, let's get on to my number four. And come on. Everybody knew that this game was going to be on my list somewhere. Supot. Especially when you accidentally paste the link early. <laughs> <laughs> they, the listeners Sorry. don't know that. How the sausage is made. <laughs> I might have accidentally shared the wrong, wrong link. Um. Uh, yeah, whoa. soup pot. It is. It's just not necessarily a cooking simulator, but it's like a cooking game. Um, the, once again, um, this is another game that they went in depth on uh, for a while. It's very much just a. It's just it's 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 just a cooking game. You have ingredients in your kitchen. You have a pot, and you can make some soup, and you just kind of, there's no, it's not, when I say it's not simulation, it's because they're not really like, oh, hey, here's a cookbook, this is exactly what you need, you need X amount of this and X amount of that, and you got to do it perfectly, like in an overcooked or something like that. It's very much of, just throw whatever you want into this, and it makes a dish, and the interesting little part about this is that they have like an in-game social media kind of a thing where you can upload it to into it to I guess be shared across with other users I don't know it this game to me looks like a perfect before bed game where it's like oh I'll just play this for 20 minutes or so before bed it just looks very calming very interesting um this was another game, like I mentioned before, where they're talking about achievements during their interview. And the devs specifically said that the achievements for the game aren't necessarily going to be skill-based, but more of a situational, something just kind of fun achievements. Like they have achievement, the five-second rule, where you got to drop an ingredient on the floor and pick it up within five seconds, put it into your dish. 
Uh, there's another achievement for burning down the kitchen. Yes. They said that there's no fail state in this game. And I'm like, how do you not have a fail state when you burn down the kitchen? Like, <laughs> exactly. So um, I like the art style, but I do not see the appeal of this game. I, I, I know the three of you have absolutely no interest in this game whatsoever. This is for me and probably five, maybe six people listening to us right now that's interested in this game. Um, they actually share, they actually created discord and I jumped into the discord and they have like a ask a dev section and I asked them, or is this coming to game pass by any chance? And they said that they, they're, they hope it will be so. This is a strong maybe that it'll be in Game Pass. Like, can I make Italian wedding soup? Can I make minestrone? <laughs> is it all, is it just soup? I mean, soup pot. Uh, I don't think we show, show been shown enough to know if it's other things than just this. All right. Now, can you tell me if it's other things besides terrible? Because this looks. <laughs> Awful. Now, I do enjoy. I I, 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 know. I do think that the uh, social media app being called Cookbook is clever. But one of the things right here in the trailer is someone posting on Cookbook saying Filipinos should stay at home except for essential activities like buying food and medicines to help keep the coronavirus from spreading. Authorities said, "Who the hell wants to play this?" Who thought of this? Wait, what? <laughs> yeah. Well, Go to the trailer. Goes to the 20 seconds. I missed that part. And this is like all the fun about cooking, but you don't get to eat afterward. Who who, who thought of this? <laughs> Was it just me? Or uh, did, did they have like a Zelda-like cooking mechanic too, that when it's done cooking, it bounces? <laughs> was I was I the only one that saw that, or was that just one particular? No, because I'd rather be playing Zelda. I'd rather be playing the Game Boy Zelda. This is this is not what I want to be playing. <laughs> I, I can tell you. I like I said. Oh, go ahead. There is some sort of appeal uh, in a this banana to appeal. Me. Yes, um, easy <clears throat> achievements. Like, well, I mean, yeah, achievements. Huh. Yeah, obviously, but like, if it's not Game Pass and it's not two dollars, I don't think I'm gonna play. <laughs> no. Let, oh. Once again, I know this is very much just a me. But then game. again, I bought I Am Bread and I haven't started. Oh. So <laughs> bread makes you fat. I'm a sucker. Huh? It does. That's what Corey has told me numerous times. Hi, hi, hi. Well, let's Super. get on to Corey's number four pick. All right, here we go. This is one that I actually don't remember seeing in the. <laughs> In the, the trailers, but I found it on the TA article, and it's called Aerial Knights Never Yield. Do any of you guys recall this one? I Acme? do because I watched the video. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so this is a 3D runner game. It's very stylized. Um, that sounds familiar. You It takes place in like a Detroit setting, I think. Um, I don't know. You're like running through streets and through forests. And you're just like running and jumping and ducking that I can tell. But I really like oh, the music to this. it. It looks like it's going to have like a set. The soundtrack is going to be like 
uh, a big part of the game. And it just looks like, like to me, like that kind of looks that relaxing type type zen gameplay. Like it's probably going to be stressful, but at the same time, it's, this looks stressful as I'll get out. At the same time, I think it's one that you know you just zone into and have a good time. I don't you know. I was kind of surprised. Ape, yeah, did I played you ever Ape check out. out Ape Out. Yeah, I did. I'm getting never got on my tag. <laughs> I'm getting some sort of ape out vibes in terms of the style uh, of just the art, not that so not the gameplay. Um, I did think it was a cool trailer. I thought this looks interesting. And then it just moved too fast for my old eyes. And I could see that. <laughs> and I just thought, I don't know, man, I don't know if I can tell if I'm supposed to vault that table or slide under it i don't know if like, i'll be able to tell in time if you tell me that this is Miles morales you can make this a spider-man game Ooh, see <laughs> now you just sold it and again it, it kind of has wow. that into the spider-verse feel a little bit well i do like i think i'm not sure if it, if it is or not but it seems like the parkour that he's doing might be randomized so I maybe mean, he's doing like these weird spins and flips and kind of like like half speed flips and all sorts of crazy stuff. It looks pretty interesting. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's what I made like, you know, the middle of the pack list. Uh, I don't know. I think I would like this game and I would definitely check it out. I don't I would, know if there's like different modes, but the mode that they show most on the trailer definitely interests me. I would like to watch you play this game. Oh yeah, and yes. not play this game. This would be a fun stream game. Have you yeah. ever finished an Infinite Runner? Can you? Well, okay. Forget the definition aside. Have you got <laughs> any chance in an Infinite Runner? <laughs> Can you name me one Infinite Runner game? Um, yes. Infinity Runner. Yeah, Infinity Runner. Never played it. <laughs> <laughs> You're, yes, you let have. Let me sell it to you. You're a werewolf in space. Oh. Is that what it is? is You're a space werewolf. Oh, I definitely You've played totally this. played Infinity Runner. I have. I've played. Now, that one is a little different. Well, I think then, this one would last longer. Then there's I don't Funk know about the gameplay. But. Funk of the Titans, I think, is another one. Never played which it. Which I know is available to you. Yeah, maybe I should play it. Yeah, check that one out. I didn't think that was a runner game. Yeah. To be honest. I think it is. I want it. <laughs> well, maybe you'll <laughs> want Aerial Knights. Again, this one is published by Head Up Games. And I typically like, you know, like every other game they put out. So I don't know. They they have some some stinkers and some some hits on there. They made my favorite point and click, Truberbrook, or published it at least. So yeah, there we go. All right, yeah, we'll keep a heads up on that game. I, I basically wanted it in there because it looks cool enough, and I don't think enough people put any focus into it. So Aerial Knights never yield. Now you can go look it up. Go back to Nate. What do you got for number three? All right. Number three. I think maybe one person is with me on this. Blaster Master Zero Three. Blaster. 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 So, um, so you may not remember this because you guys were probably not born yet. Um, there, was yes. a, <laughs> there was a game system called the NES. <laughs> uh, Nintendo Entertainment System. Uh, and on it, we had a game called Blaster Master. And uh, it was cool because there was an overhead mode, uh, which was kind of like a really large Zelda-like type game. But then there was also, uh, I guess the majority, 
maybe it was a 50-50 split. Uh, the rest of the time you were in this cool tank kind of uh, device, you know, vehicle that basically you get new upgrades for, new jump upgrades. Uh, I think there was a double jump. Um, I think there was backtracking. Um, yeah, it's a lot. It shares some DNA with a Vayner. Let's just put it that way. Um, so I am excited not only because we're getting Blaster Master 3 I'm hoping that this opens the door to getting Blaster Master 0, 2, and uh, 1 at some point in the future. Uh, I just, this is just, this is nostalgia food for me. Um, so, nostalgia gaming wins Blaster Master 0, 3. Yeah. I'm not going to play this. Yes. Not for me. I can see the appeal. I can see the appeal but. too. I can see why you would why you would want to play this. I can see L possibly be enjoying this. I mean, not for me. It was cool to see the Sunsoft uh, logo pop up there, just like twenty twenty five years ago, whenever it came out. And I mean, the, on the plus side, it looks like Blaster Master, and on the minus side, it looks a little too much like the NES Blaster Master. <laughs> If that makes any sense, like it should be a little no, it makes, bit more. Like makes sense. So for you guys that don't know, it's basically two different types of games. The first part, you're in a car, and you're driving around and shooting stuff, and then there's certain parts you get out of the car, and then it's like a top-down shooter. So it's kind of like two games in one. Now, one thing they don't show in that trailer is if you're um, chasing your pet frog, <laughs> which was the uh, plot of the first game, your pet frog runs away. <laughs> Wait for yes, real? I remember yeah. that you can't make that up yeah. and you can't forget these things either. There's a good cutscene yeah. for the day. Pet frog runs away. Your frog runs oh, away. And you okay. go chase after him. I think it's Fred, maybe. <laughs> yeah, you interested now? Great soundtrack. N- uh, um, I would definitely check it out if it was on Game Pass. I don't. It didn't say Game Pass, but um, it's going to be a running. It doesn't theme. even matter. It doesn't even matter. I'm going to buy it. Uh, this one is, is getting bought. No no questions. Yeah, it's going to be a running so like, theme, though, man. So many games is were the on blaster, Is the Blaster... So it looks like the Blaster Master Zero part of the franchise is like, I guess, their reboot. They started that, in 2017. Is it Japan? I think so, yes. Well, no, they just had... Um, they, they released on the Switch. Oh. Um, I, I don't... I thought it was just a remastering. Yeah, everywhere but Xbox. Yeah. So that's why I'm hoping that we'll get uh, one and two um, at some point in the future. Hmm, it gets like seven to eight out of tens. Might have to bid on so that. You're changing your tune a little, <laughs> uh huh. But that's my number All right. three. All right. Oh, what's your number three? All right, I think I'm gonna take Nate's number one now. You ready, oh, Nate? You, you ready? <laughs> <laughs> I think you might take my number two. Oh, yeah? All right. What you got? I got Omno. Am I right? Oh, no. That, nope. that, that was an honorable mention. Honorable <laughs> mention. At best. Wow. <laughs> not even on your list. Oh. Wow. Nope. This game looks fun. It definitely looks a little bit like Rhyme. It? Yes, it does. Um, you, you are yep. holding a staff. And what's interesting about this game is that the staff looks like it's a big part. <laughs> Not that holding your staff. Kenny, stop smirking. What are you <laughs> talking about? 
I don't I I don't understand the joke that, or what you are insinuating. Me neither. Me neither. Uh, just from the get your mind out of the, the gameplay I've seen. You're using your staff. Uh, you could surf on it. You can uh, summon blocks and to jump on them. So it's like a puzzle platformer, 3D. To float with it. Yeah, it. Just, I don't know. I like this type of game. Teleport. This one stood out to me. This must be an old so game, though. This, this trailer, is one that has been confirmed for Game Pass. This trailer's from 2018. This must have been a long time in the making. Oh, yeah. This, the other thing I forgot it, to so, mention. So this is a weird one. One quick thing I wanted to mm-hmm. mention is that uh, one person made this game, I believe. One dev. Studio. Really? Yeah. Studio Inky Fox. Yeah, this, wow. This one's <laughs> That's impressive. a little different. It It is coming to Game Pass. But it was also a successful Kickstarter, so yes. it's one of those where you just kind of get burned if you if you backed it. I mean, I guess you own it, but yeah, I wouldn't necessarily say you get burned. Definitely happened to me before. I don't know if uh, I would be a little peeved if I could have just got it for free, you know. But like you said, well, it's not saying it's, it's going to be on there forever. It's pretty old. Um, the Kickstarter. When did this Kickstarter launch? I remember a long time ago. Yes, I remember saying the same thing about Bloodstained, but now it's gone from Game Pass. So, like Kenny just said, it doesn't last forever. Yeah, this isn't a first party, so it's not like it's going to be in there forever. So, if you backed it, at least you got it forever. Yeah, and looking and at the Kickstarter, this the console ports was a stretch goal, like their last stretch goal. So, oh really? I guess that's wow. why we got it. So, it, apparently, people have a lot of faith in the game. So does this do nothing for you, Nate, or is just a little too much of a been there, done that with this type of thing? Oh, no. I mean, I'm interested in it. Um, I didn't go and, and take a deep dive and go check out the official site, and had I done that, it might be a little closer to, like, my number five or something like that. But uh, it's it's the second um, honorable mention for me. So it is, it's, mm. it's right there. It's just below the cutoff. And that was before I, I went and checked out their website. This was just from the trailers uh, and the sizzle that we saw. I, I was kind of down on it at first. Um, just the, I guess, what we saw during the showcase. Uh, I thought, of nothing. Oh, it looked a little empty. It looked a little, you know, like. I can see there that. There wasn't a whole, I can see a whole why lot you say that. to it. Like, just like large open landscapes with not much in it. Is what I was getting Simple. from it. It makes sense if, if it's just one developer. That makes a whole lot of sense now. But um, yes, I was getting the rhyme vibe. I was getting um, all kinds of indie exploration type uh, or yep. exploration action adventure type vibes from it. And I was yeah. interested. And then when I went and I was trying to just pick out my list, um, I was getting more excited about it. I actually gave it two stars uh, on a, a one a, a one to three star uh, rating system. That this was kind of up there. Yeah, and watching a trailer at the end, it says Xbox Game Pass and Xbox Game Pass on PC. So stack maybe. Mm-hmm. No release date as of right now. Just coming twenty 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 one. One of the things that's on the Kickstarter is if you paid 200 pounds or more, <laughs> uh, your name gets engraved in a monument in the game. So that would be cool to find. Oh, that's kind of cool. For 200 pounds. <laughs> For 200 pounds. Hmm. What's that in American? 
a couple kilograms. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Not that kind of pounds. Oh, okay, sorry. <laughs> That's so cool. Uh, cool perk. It's uh, two hundred seventy-four. Right, so uh, how much? Two hundred seventy-four dollars. Ugh, oh, isn't that it? seems too pricey. Yeah, that's probably right. Man, we could have all gone in together yeah, on close that and put a monument that says Achievement Hunting 101. I don't think we were a thing when that Kickstarter was uh, I don't around. know, man. It, it, it seems like it's been a, a while. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> Not a thing. All right, where are we at, Kenny? All right. Where are we at? All right, so yeah, my Kenny. number three. My number three has mm-hmm. been one other game that's been talked about, Second Extinction. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This game looks freaking awesome. This looks like Left 4 Dead meets dinosaurs. So instead of dinosaur instead of zombies, you're shooting dinosaurs. This looks like an awesome co-op game. Um four player games, very similar to like Left 4 Dead. Honestly, dinosaurs, if there's a dinosaur in it, I'm probably I'm probably going to want to play it. I love dinosaurs. So as soon as I saw it, it's kind of like Turaki co-op shooter. I, I think, well, let me say this first. In the TA article on this, apparently there is a early access on Steam. I did not know about that. I might have tried it out. And everyone right now is saying that it's lacking content, which is a little upsetting. However, it's not released yet. It still is early access. Um, this looks like it could just be a really, really good first-person co-op shooter. I, I'm, I'm a little hyped for this. Uh, I, I had a feeling you would pick it. I'm glad you did. Oh, I would definitely yes. play this with you. It, it looks really good. Uh, I, I bet it looks amazing on like a series console. Oh, for sure. It, it I'm sure. Is it confirmed co-op? N- yes. Yes. Three, three-person. Was it three? I was, I thought in the trailer it was four. The announcement trailer that you just linked says an intense three-player co-op first-person shooter, but that was from 2020. I don't uh, know. Okay. I might just be remembering wrong. Okay. Yeah, the trailer shows but, three people as well, so I don't know. It looks there's good. There's been so though. many games. I might have no been thinking something. It is. I oh, really yeah, like it is the, the landscapes are very different. There's like... One you're like in a frozen tundra. One you're just in like in a, a valley. Some you're in like in buildings and stuff. So like, I don't know how that all relates together. But if there's a story, it's got to be pretty crazy. Yeah, and obviously this is just a splash trailer and makes it make the game look as good as possible. But the combat in it looks like it'll be really good. It kind of has that new age Call of Duty Titanfall movement where you can slide and shoot fast paced action. It it just looks awesome. It looks like a good time. And apparently the full it's going to be full release later this year. So heck yes, nothing says it's coming to Game Pass, but who knows that could change. But nothing confirmed yet. Uh. Corey, we already know you're number three, mm-hmm. which that was, once again was that was Loot River. That was Loot River, so don't need to go into that. So let's get into number twos. Nate, what's your number two game? My number two was Stolen by L. It's Nobody Saves Oof. the World. 
because I'm a huge drink box fan. I like apple juice. Uh, it's probably my number one. Capri Sun. Uh, fruit punch. Can't stand fruit punch. <gasps> not like it. Yeah. Fruit punch is I'm gross. I'm not a fruit punch guy. Sorry. I mean, I've known about that. That about me. But that's just not how I roll. Um, so, yeah, I love drink box. Um, Interesting. I just do. I just love drink box. So I, I'm not completely blown away and I don't completely understand what they're doing, but I'm excited for another drink, drink box <laughs> game and All I right. trust them. So for someone trust who, them. for someone who doesn't like fruit punch, you're certainly drinking the Kool-Aid over here. I am drinking. I do Kool-Aid. like Kool-Aid. Oh, I like lime Kool-Aid. <laughs> yeah. I like strawberry Kool-Aid. I like mm-hmm. cherry Kool-Aid. Um, so, so I Kiwi do strawberry. trust them. <laughs> Um, this, like Corey had said, it looks like there's too many characters or too many classes. So I don't know how that's going to work out. I don't know if they're situational or if they're just, you know, um, uh, transitory, like you're just going to do it to get to the next one. Cause it did look like you have to do this one skill or this one job to get to the mage. Uh, and then from the mage, you can then branch off and go to these other things. So I don't know how that's going to work. Um, but I am definitely interested. And like I said, it's drink box. Uh, I want them to do well. I also want them to not do well. So they'll go back to Guacamelee and Metroidvanias. But um, <laughs> I'm definitely here to check it out. All right. Yeah. I honestly almost thought that would be your number one just because of who developed it. All right. Uh, can't wait to see what your number one is. But until then, L, what's your number two? Me again. You again. A lot of repeats. That's how round robin works. Oh, okay. All right. My number two is a game that uh, has been... We've been waiting for this game to come out for a couple years now. Sure, you can figure it out now. It is 12 minutes. Now... Uh, I was wondering who was going to say that one. I'll be the dummy who says it. This game looks really cool. So basically, it does. You have twelve minutes to, I guess, try to solve a murder, your wife's murder, and it's, I guess it's like Groundhog Day. You keep trying over and over. Uh, from what I, but your person yes. like remembers stuff, right? Yes. Yeah. So it's like Memento. Yes. That was a good movie. Um, we have found out that Willem Dafoe, uh, Daisy Ridley, and James McAvoy are going to be voice actors. So maybe they're ticking their time, recording their lines. But this just looks fun. William um, Dafoe. He's the Green Goblin. Very handsome okay. gentleman. Yep. That's how I know him. Yeah. Wait, that's actually, that's how I know him. Because Green Goblin. <laughs> I mean, that's good enough to know him from there. I don't know anything else. I know the name, but I know him as Green Goblin. Boondock Saints, you might remember. He never, never watched rated R movie. Sure you guys were Boondock Saints He doesn't fans. watch rated R movies. Daisy Ridley's uh, Ray. It's on the list. Star Wars. James McAvoy yeah, was in the X-Men it. movies. It's just a bunch of comic book guys. I'm curious to see how the gameplay works, but I thought the overall presentation was pretty cool for this one. Um, 12 Minutes was another one that they did a deep dive in, and they were talking to the main dev behind it, and this was one that I was already interested in 
Uh, I, honestly, I think everybody's interested in this game. Just very unique. And the more he was talking about it, the more interested I became in this game, where I just really want to play it. So, like, <clears throat> it's completely top-down, so you can't actually see uh, the characters' faces. But like Corey was saying, as you go about your lo- the loops, your characters... Or your main character remembers what has happened. And as he does the same thing over and over again, instead of his facial expressions being like, yeah, whatever, you could hear it in his voice. that It's just like, yes, he knows what his wife or the cop or someone's about to say. He just, he's been there, done that. And he's just kind of sick of, of having that same conversation every 12 minutes. Isn't so it? that voice acting in this is probably going to be very good. Isn't this the one where they gave like an estimated time to complete of like 10 to 12 hours or something like that. I've seen six to eight, but I guess, um, okay. Six to eight. He originally said that he thought it was going to be an eight hour That's game. Fine. And then he was thinking about 15 when it was all said and done. And you have your, uh, the final quote unquote loop. So 15 Kenny, hours of the same 12 minutes. I have a question, Kenny. Yeah. So yes. When you watch a deep dive of something like this, do you feel like it, t- uh, gives it away too much or does it just get you more hyped? Because I feel like something like this, I would um, want to know a lot of the details because it's so story-based. I, I guess it depends. And it also depends on how the developer goes about it. Um, I mean, how do I say it? So for something like this, this is a game where I'm interested in but if it if it was never Game Pass, I probably wouldn't buy it. If I have access to it, sure I'll play it. But like it's not something I w- I really want to buy and spend money on. But after listening to the developer, because he did not give away anything, you can listen to it and you'll be spoiler free. Um, after listening to it, it made me want to play it. It made me want to try to buy it, buy this game. Um. But now if there was a story-heavy game, and yes, they did go into the story and start talking about details, then no, I wouldn't want to listen to a deep dive on it. I think the way he presented this one was very well done. If, you have, if you're interested in this game, I recommend watching the deep dive on it. I think okay, it will I'll get you more hyped on the game. I think it will get, Like I said, I think it will get you more hyped on the game if you're already hyped on it. Or if you're on the fence with it. Should be another kind of unique game in the list of ID at Xbox games. Alright, so my turn for number two and this is a game that probably everyone's seen coming. My number two game, Exomecha. Another uh, first person shooter, but watching this trailer, once again, it just (laughs) I just got more hyped on this game. My god, this game looks so good. It's like I thought it looked like poop. You're insane. That's why it's like his number some, two. Some of it, some of it did. I think. I I I don't know how you can if you like first person shooters. I don't know how you can watch this game and ju- not just go. I need to play this game. It looks awesome. Like your hand and the gun looks very detailed, but then if you look at everything else. The backdrops and the landscapes, like, eh. 
And I was actually uh, not looking at our voice chat, and I was wa- going to say, is this where we make the uh, the good Halo joke? But Koosh walked away. There he is. I'm sure he'll say something about it in a minute. But isn't this multiplayer only? It's free and, and oh. it's free to play. Yes. I, I don't know if it's multiplayer only. It looks like it. It looks like an arena-ish type shooter. It has giant mechs. Uh, guns blazing, very fast t- gameplay, Titanfall esque. They have vehicles that are like giant, like spider tank things. They uh transformers kind of. There's there's like some transformers that looks like where they're having these epic battles. One has a sword, and the other has like a battle axe. They're going at it. Then there's this. Gi- then there's a giant robot dragon breathing fire. I, I don't know what this game is going to actually turn out to be. It just looks awesome. It looks so much like so much fun. I cannot wait for this game. I may have missed it. It's not definitely not in this trailer, but are we assuming that you can take control of those big mechs? Um or is that just like I a mean, thing that's happening in the I the assume game? we could. It'd be odd if it's just a first person shooter and there's these giant mechs having an all out war and you can't do nothing with them. Mm-hmm. Um, this one it's coming out in August, so it's later this year. I like I said, I can't wait for it. Unfortunately, it's not coming to Game Pass. It's free to play, but yeah, yeah. I was just reading the TA thing. It is a free to play, so yeah, that's the, the right blurb price point. On the trailer says an immersive experience of team based large scale battles, a unique battle royale game mode. So I guess Walk is going to be playing it. And an objective-based <laughs> game mode. Yeah, it it just looks awesome. It looks like a lot of fun. We should ask him since he's here. Do you have any thoughts on Exo Mecha Kush? Yeah, I mean, it actually looks like um, looks like a fun first-person shooter. It kind of looks like Halo, you know, like a fun version of Halo. But you know, <laughs> bam! <Wait a> <laughs> yeah. It's like you took a Halo game and you actually injected it with fun. And you made it like a game you'd want to play uh, with other people. Um, yeah. It's kind of like Halo and Call of Duty had a baby. Yeah, a little bit. With Titanfall, and I guess. And Zoids. And Titanfall. I always thought Halo was too slow. This does look quicker paced like yes, Call of Duty. Yes, this definitely looks quick. and. Oh, this looks like a fast-paced Jumping game. doesn't look floaty. It looks freaking awesome. This looks like uh, a Kenny Corey. game. Guess who? Rec- that's why it's number. Guess who recommended? <laughs> oh, because <laughs> it's like Mech Assault and Titanfall. Mm-hmm. Yep. I see the little Halo thing, but not, not really. I, I'm with you. I don't much see Halo. Just in this. a little I'm just bit. Looking to rip on Halo. That's all. Okay, fair enough. I know you suck. Yeah, I, I don't much see Halo. I see more Titanfall, uh, Mech Assault in this. Uh. Corey, what's your number two game? All right. I cannot believe it hasn't been stolen, but I also think Koosh probably held back on it. My number two game is Death's Door. Son of a... Oh, wrong with you. <laughs> what is wrong with you? So this is Interesting. a Devolver digital game, and it looks really good. It's isometric, and you are a raven or a crow. You're a crow, right? Crow. crow. And uh, I don't really... Like, 
I, I didn't like pay attention to this, like if they had any story to it, because <laughs> there's only about 20 seconds of gameplay, so I don't really know what you're doing, but it's like kind of like Diablo style gameplay, like you're running around hitting and I don't know the, I don't really know how to describe this game. I don't know if anybody else has a better uh, something planned to talk about, but it's just a, uh, I don't know, crazy game. And if if you take control of an animal, you already have my attention. And uh, yeah, number two on the list, Death's Door. By Devolver. So like Digital. we mentioned. So like we mentioned at the start, where we have streamers interviewing the devs or different personalities interviewing devs. This was actually the game that Stallion interviewed. Um, unfortunately, I wasn't able to watch this part of the presentation because I was at work and stupid customers wanted to come in. But I know he was asking about the achievements in this. Yeah, he actually um, he actually didn't do a bad job um, as far as like the, the streamers. <laughs> I wasn't expecting a whole lot from Stallion. I'm not going to lie. Um, but he, I thought he did a good job. His questions were short. Uh, they were to the point. And he mentioned achievements, you know, like I think his third question, a uh, second or third question was about achievements. And, uh, you know, it definitely looked like he was interested in the game. So, yeah, I thought I thought that little segment was very cool. It definitely looks interesting. And being Devolver Digital, it's uh, it, it'll probably be a good game. Yeah, there's not much about it here on the uh, the Steam page. They they talk about how you can use melee weapons or ranged weapons or magic, um, and then there is uh, an ability and upgrade system. But other than that, they don't really have much to say on it. I just I like the aesthetics. Um, again, you you take control of a bird. Is that's, that's you? That's pretty cool. And then. I like the combat that I'm seeing, the little bits of it. And so being Devolver Digital is enough. Again, I, I pretty much went like publisher heavy on this. I, I'm putting a lot of faith in publishers that I know have put out good games in the past. So uh, if you say Devolver Digital and they bring it to the table, I'm already like, I will try that. Yeah. So. Yep. That's a publisher everybody pretty much has faith in. All right, well, with that, let's take it into the number ones. Nate, what game have you been holding back? What is your number one? My number one is posted to the sheet. Oh, hold on a second. Let me, let me get the links for it. Oh, no. Really? <laughs> My number one is not Cloudsy. My number one is Death's Door. Corey, how could you? <laughs> well, how, how could I put it number two? <laughs> you don't know. You did not pay attention, apparently. Hey, this game. Our number ones and number twos are just switched. Well, uh, yeah, I like to think of that all the time. Um, so, Death's Door. <laughs> uh, if I don't, I guess you must have missed something. Uh, you definitely didn't see the, the stallion. I did uh, not interview. Okay, yeah, they go into a little bit more depth in in this game, and. I think had you seen that, this would be your number one because <laughs> this is basically Curse of the Dead Gods. Is it? Oh, I remember you saying that in the chat. This now. is basically Curse of the Dead Gods, but with a uh, you know anthropomorphic character that is a that is a, uh, a crow, and and you're going around, you're fighting these bosses. They mentioned uh, Dark Souls. They mentioned that like you're going to be improving your character as you do more and more runs. 
the way they increase the difficulty is you uh, will s- start your run with like this basic weapon that you can pick up in the lobby, which is an umbrella. And so like if you want the one of the most difficult achievements in the game, you have to complete it with that starting weapon. So this is kind of like your Dead Souls, your Curse of the Dead Gods, kind of all wrapped into one in this super cool Xbox exclusive Death's Door. Wait, what? This is an exclusive? This is an exclusive. They mentioned that this was oh, exclusive. Oh, I missed that. That's interesting. Yes. So this is exclusive. PlayStation will not get this. That's how cool this game is. <laughs> uh, that's one of the things that makes me so excited about it. Um, wow. Yeah. So it's going to be on Steam, but uh, it's not coming to PlayStation. At, at least in the material I said. Now, I could be wrong, and you know I'll admit that. Uh, but this game is just so cool looking. Uh, yeah, I was in from the second I saw it. I think I, uh, typed in all caps, uh, when it came on, uh, just everything about this pulls me in the, uh, the trailer, the art style, the fast, uh, action combat. Um, yeah, I I was surprised that this wasn't your number one. Well, you know what? You're right. I did not pay attention. Had I, I <laughs> we, we probably would have had the same number one and number two. I think so, yeah. There's yeah. another game that they announced that was, I've heard Curse of the Dead Gods like, but it does not look good, so it didn't even make the radar. Ah, okay. No, so yeah, so this game for me is, uh, it's really high on my hype meter. And, and you know, recency bias, like 12 minutes, I'm super excited about that. But we, we knew about that like last year. Um, so right. that's just taking forever to come out. It's Two Annapurna. Years ago. I love Annapurna. Uh, they just they always do cool stuff. So I just trust them to do cool, fun things. Um, but this being an unknown quantity, you know, just in that stream, it blew my mind out. This was the number one game of the show for me, and I'm super excited. Cannot wait right. to try this. Oh, that's another. That's why you are quiet when ta- Corey brought it up because you just <laughs> want to talk more about it as your number one. Just looks like another trailer where the first hour, uh, first hour, first uh, minute, just like cutscenes and then five seconds of gameplay flashes by. Uh, well, you get to see. A, well, they said that, get to see a bird smoking, so that's something. They said that that's kind of like the um, just the setup. It's like the story setup. There's a there's a hub world, um, and I guess. Th- these doors are where you go to get to the different uh, levels. Um, so yeah, just you should watch that interview with Stallion. I know some people don't like Stallion. Uh, he did an okay job with this, and it was um, it was a good interview. And I, I think I think you should check it out if if you like this type of kind of like roguelite sort of um, you know Curse of the Dead Gods like. You know, rinse, you know, try, repeat, all that fun stuff. I did the order wrong there, but whatever. Um, if you're into <laughs> that, you should check. You should definitely check out that uh, that little interview section. Well, let's go on. L, what game are you most hyped for from the ID at Xbox Showcase? I get to go before you. You get to go before me. Well... Since everyone's picking uh, isometric view games, I of course have to go with Boyfriend Dungeon. No, I'm not going. No, you... I'm not going with Boyfriend Dungeon. Work. <laughs> you know, I wasn't sure. I'm it's going to be honestly. I could have seen it. It's going to be a good game. I'm not oh, going to lie. I'm no. interested in that game. Stop it. I am. I'm I, curious. 
We know you are. <laughs> I'm boyfriend Dungeon Curious. <laughs> I'm not ashamed. There's no shame in that. Oh, your boyfriends are the weapons. Okay. Um, for some reason, Corey was hating on this game before we started recording, but uh, Astria Ascending, Corey. Like, what? what <laughs> why wouldn't I pick this game? This looks amazing. It's got beautiful hand-drawn art yes it's got it does um it, it reminded me i don't know why it reminded me a little of child of light this is what i think i want an uh, jrpg to be these days a little bit shorter uh it's got the writer uh from final fantasy 10 and the 7 remake and uh music from the guy who did final fantasy 12 and vagrant story it just looks beautiful, and you're crazy. It really does. As soon as I saw the girl with like the horse feet, now she's walking. I was like, nope. No, this is not a Corey game by any means. Because it looks good. It it it's a JRPG. It, you ain't gonna play it this. It doesn't look that good to me. Okay. I'm not gonna say it looks bad. I think it's a good looking game. Uh, despite the leg to torso ratio of main character. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think I think what it is a good looking game, and yeah, I can, I can. Well, I wasn't looking for bosom. I was just oh. those legs go on for <laughs> right. weeks. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I can see your. Uh, what did you compare it to? The stacked game, Child of Light. Child of Light. I can totally see that Child of Light, and it does it does look good. It's the type of game just, where I'm like, ooh, I would play that, but then I would never actually play it. Like, um, because it's just not the <laughs> style of game for me anymore. Um, yeah. But like, younger me, I would totally be playing this. Just pause it on any screen and look at the backgrounds. Yeah. There, um, there have been it, other games that come to Game Pass that, that are very similar to this. Um, in, in look, I unfortunately I don't remember the titles of them right now, but it's a good looking game. If the, if this is your thing, this is a good looking game. Uh this was in my uh, honorable mentions. I would love to play this game and Octopath Traveler and Dragon Quest and all the JRPGs that, much like you, played in my youth. <laughs> and it's Game Pass. So. It is yep. Game Pass. Which a lot yeah, of that, them That is confirmed. It will be coming. But yeah, Corey, if you're not into the turn-based RPGs, even though you were recommending one a couple weeks ago, Shockingly. It's weird. Turn-based doesn't turn me off. Right. Everything else that really? I'm looking at turns... Oh, I like Pokemon. Pokemon. <laughs> and then uh, Monster <laughs> That's Sanctuary. So different. And I'm going to be talking about a turn-based RPG... Or turn, yeah, turn-based RPG in a little bit. That's so different. This is such a different take on turn-based RPGs, though. But that's all I see, is I see Pokemon. a woman with you know, still six foot legs <laughs> drudging through all kinds of weather and terrain. And then it's a turn-based battle with, I mean, with, I mean, rats, I see a, you know, a rat in here, which it should lure me in, but it doesn't. Uh, but everything else that I'm seeing, just no, thank you. They spend a lot of time on this game. It's probably like, I see a lot of comments in, on YouTube saying, uh, this is the one that like caught my eye. It's just it's not for me, right? And that's okay. All right, Kenny. Last but certainly not least, what you got for us, Bubs? 
My number one game is Chivalry Boyfriend 2. Boyfriend Dungeon. Oh. oh. No. Uh, Chivalry is not. What? Good. Oh, Corey. Have you played Chivalry 1? I have not. <laughs> okay, that's probably why you picked Chivalry 2, I guess. I don't know. This gameplay trailer. The first Washington, one looks cool, too. Let the man, man speak. I don't do that to me. Now, now you're making me scared. You're scaring me, Brian. Don't it's do that. It's a dead game. The first one, like I've never even heard of this game until until this. I one. think it's delisted. I have it. <laughs> I, and I have no achievements in it. Kush, you're back. He picked Chivalry Two for number one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, come on! You guys are scaring me oh, now. Come on! Don't do that. It's your number one worst game. <laughs> Oh, don't do that. You're scaring me. Everything about this game looks so cool in this trailer. Yeah. It looks so cool. No. I love medieval. I love medieval games. And this just looks like a br- it's like brutal hack and slash like first person game. Well, oh, it looks this is probably a foo. Okay, yeah. It's probably a foo-foo game, but it's one of those games where I'm like this is a foo-foo game. <laughs> Um, um, I'm surprised like see, Riftbreaker didn't come up. Yeah, right, because that's tower oh, I defense. I forgot about Riftbreaker. I forgot about. I mean, you could just run around chopping off heads. Like, this looks like a good time. This it looks like <laughs> fun. It looks awesome. But you guys telling me that Chivalry One is terrible oh, is now the list is scaring me. I mean, it was I, oh, that's it was, scaring me. I've never heard about. I've uh, heard of Chivalry. I, I should show this one. <laughs> It was like a bad. Um, Oh, What's the that scary game love <laughs> with the cheese wheels. Oh. The cheese wheels. Yeah. Skyrim? Yes, yeah, Skyrim. Thank you. Like, which I've never played. Like, I've never played it. Uh, it looks like a bad Skyrim. Like a really bad Skyrim. And But hey, they got a sequel out of it. So good for them. So the thing about this is they, they were talking about how it's a 64 player, uh, 64 multiplayer battle. Where you just go in the battle, like I say, it's it's medieval, so you have your knights, you have battle axes, swords, bows and arrows, and you it's just, it's just a murder fest. It looks awesome. Everything in the game, or most of the stuff in the levels, is interactive. So like you could pick up a barrel and throw it at people. Uh, you can like take up even uh, pitchforks and stab people with them. You could throw chickens at each other. <laughs> I assume, I think at one point I saw that some guys on fire, so there must be a torch where you can go around lighting people on fire, maybe light your bow and arrow on fire. It looks awesome. But now you guys are scaring me to death. I okay, can't so wait for you to play it. I'm kind of confusing this with Kingdom Come Deliverance, but it looks just as bad. <laughs> <laughs> it looks just as bad. To be honest, to me. Oh, Come on, God. I, let him enjoy it. Don't say it's a dead game. I think Corey. you got your list backwards. Chivalry yeah. isn't dead. Uh, let him. I be. think you're, you're thinking of the let next episode be. where we we talk about the it's the Razzies. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, this is available June eighth. I'm happy for you though. Uh, I just tell you right now, the first one is delisted, so technically it is a dead game. I'm just gonna say that. Just wanted to make a chivalry oh, isn't dead joke, Corey. Come on. Darn it, I should have replaced it with one of my other games because you guys are scaring me. I mean, you know. All right, since this episode's not long enough, I get one more pick since my number one was taken. 
Okay, what you got? Lawn mowing simulator. <laughs> there it is. I knew you were going to say that. I was expecting that somewhere on your list. And I'm, I'm legitimately excited for it. <laughs> See, that for real. Okay, okay. We'll go into honorable mentions in just a minute. That was on my honorable mentions, not because I'm looking for it, looking forward to it, just because it's a lawn mowing simulator. Like I like me my simulator games, so I kind of want to play it, but at the same time, like really lawn mowing. And all we got was a teaser, and that's all it was was just just a teaser, and it looked. Dang impressive. I, I, I don't know. <laughs> I guarantee you it will be better than Chivalry 2. 100%. Oh, right, God, yeah. I hope you guys are wrong. Because <laughs> you guys are scaring me now. I really hope you're wrong. Okay. Do you have any other honorable mentions you want to uh, mention, Corey, real quick? Well, did we finish L's number one? Yeah. I had to step away uh, for a dog issue, but... He didn't put it on the list, so I don't even remember uh, what it was. Oh, wait, it was... I know it's uh, actually ascending. Um, yeah, that's right. right. Yes, yes. Yeah, Kenny's the one... <laughs> I'll, just, I'll just write it in here. Kenny's the one that picked the uh, one related to the dog issue. Ah, uh, okay. <laughs> I mean, I'll go through mine, uh, honorable mentions, real quick, if you, if you don't... Yeah, go for it. So Grifflands was a cool looking um, card battle game. Not really my cup of tea, but it was kind of pulling me in because um, it's the developers of Shank. So it's got that kind of Shank art style to it. And um, not only do you do deck building for combat, but you also have a separate deck for for conversations and for negotiations, I should say. Uh, so that's interesting. Am I going to play it? I probably not, but it looks interesting. And I know other people are super into that style. Um, last stop. This is another game by Annapurna or uh, where Annapurna is the uh, publisher. Uh, and this is kind of like parent trap the game sort of. You've got like two neighbors <laughs> who get like uh, switched somehow. And one of them's a game developer. The other is just a dad, a stay at home dad, I think. And so, like, they get switched and they have to go through their day uh, and you have to make decisions um, that uh, so that they don't get discovered for whatever reason, because I don't know. But uh, as far as gameplay goes, it looks pretty interesting. Uh, it looks well acted. It's got a really cool art style to it. Uh, so you might want to check that out. Uh, Echo Generation. You know, we've, we've seen this for a while and I was always interested in it. It's got that voxel style that Kenny loves. Um, and, and that totally. just looks like an interesting kind of adventure type game. Um, Omno, we talked about, uh, the wild at heart, which is very easy to confuse with echo generation. Uh, and I like it for the exact same reasons. It's been compared to, I thought it was totally true. I don't remember the article. They said, um, sorry, it's at the very, very bottom. They, they combined it. Uh, it's Knights like a cross bike. between Knights and bikes and Pikmin. And if that doesn't rope you in, then maybe this game isn't for you. But that roped me in immediately. And I I really like the art style. And like I said, it seems very similar to like an Echo Generation. And then the last one, I think, yes, the last one I wanted to mention briefly is uh, Alba, a uh, a wildlife adventure. 
which I think L you'd be interested in if you saw this uh, because of your kid, the whole kid angle too. It's a cool kind of exploration. You are this uh, kid who's just kind of like skipping. He's just having fun. He's helping the environment. looks like a really wholesome, fun kind of exploration game to give to your kids and let them get into that style of gameplay. Like the open world, kind of like the Island Saver uh, type series, but maybe yeah, that not as so shootery. Yeah. So I'm excited for that one uh, just to see what it's going to be because it's not a shooter and it's an open world kind of adventure that I think my daughter could get into. Uh, I kind of liked Lake because it takes place in the 80s, and that's just the best decade to be uh, born in. Did you see the Lake trailer? Not too much was said about it, but uh, I believe you go around delivering mail, and I don't think it's... This was one they've showed before. Oh, yeah. I don't think it's linear, right? It's like open-worldy delivering mails. Walking sim. Yeah, there you go. It was like Untitled Deer Game. Um, <laughs> so it's like an L. Uh, Way to the, the Woods. woods. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it looks interesting. That's what it looked like to me. As long as it's not Deer God. Oh, no. <laughs> Definitely looked much prettier than that. All right. Well, it was a very right. exciting uh, showcase. So my honorable oh. mentions, the two that just missed my list and now god after you telling me about chivalry i feel like i should have added them uh one i am super hyped that among us is coming to and here it is i had to mention it come on now i'm like i said i am super hyped for this um and then the other game lost idolans 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 i have no idea how to actually say that but it's like a fan- medieval fantasy uh, strategy RPG, kind of like Final Fantasy Tactics. It looks like, but with that fantasy RPG, like a uh, black desert visuals kind of thing. It looks really good. Uh, this is probably my number six in my list. This one's not coming out to twenty twenty two, so it's not like it'll be anytime soon, unfortunately. Um, other games that hasn't been mentioned. Uh, either interested in or looking forward to airport for aliens currently run by dogs. Here's the main it just, pick. Just looks bonkers. Yeah, bonkers. I, it, it, it's just bonkers. I, I want to play it just because it's just so out there. It's like soda drinker pro level visuals. And it's, it's just wild. Uh, Art of rally. It's like a, Oh, what'd they say? A, meditation racing game. I think it was what the words that, that they use for it's like it. A, it's like a Zen it. game. You just kind of zone in, zone out to it. Yeah. Uh, Craftopia, just cow conveyor belts into a boiling, boiling lava pot. Yeah. Uh, Lost or Last Oasis. It's like Wild Wild West, the movie. All right. I think you're just naming off every game. Yeah, <laughs> I think so too. <laughs> nope. That was it. That that was all. Every other game that I was the other interested in was, has been brought up. Uh, real quick, mine were Art of Rally as well and The Forest Cathedral, which is like a puzzler game that takes up like half your screen while the other half of the screen is like real world background stuff. But things happen in it and it happens to relate to a real world story. Um I don't know who it is, but Rachel Carson and she discovered harmful pesticides 
I don't know, it sounds like something that was before my time. Uh, and it's like, I was pretty hyped for it and I kind of looked into it more and more and it's just like, I'll probably play it, but it's not one that uh, I, you know, I'm jumping the gun for. I, I actually got it confused with a different game uh, out there that is on PlayStation and Steam that looks super good, but it's not this one. So don't worry about it. <laughs> yeah, it looked like an interesting combination of like the witness and um, something else, <laughs> some sort of platformer. Uh, so I thought that was a cool combination. I, I want to see how that works out. But yeah, it wasn't going to make my list, but I'm very interested to see what that is. Right. And then the last thing I'll mention, I don't like these games to play them myself, but I I quite enjoy the uh, like at least the community part about it. And then just the just what they're doing with AI in this next one. But Hello Neighbor 2 looks like yes. pretty sick. That looks very interesting with what they're doing with the AI. Yeah, like how they're going to use community input to make the uh, what do they call him? The neighbor uh, to make him Mr. Peterson smarter is just crazy. Yeah, that's one where I have some questions for, because if the AI is constantly evolving, constantly getting better, does that mean that he's going to be dumb right off the bat and a year later he's going to be near un? possible to beat this is how you get terminators i mean this is this is skynet starting right now but um i mean to be honest when i heard that i was just like so the game's gonna get harder as time goes on. yeah like, i probably still won't play it um like i said the game scares the crap out of me yeah if you've never played it and when they were showing how you know they were doing a top-down view and showing like the ai and how it how turn one goes and how turn 15, how turn 100 goes and how he gets smarter. I want a top down hello neighbor instead of like first person. I think that would help. It's a little <laughs> less scary that way. Yeah. <laughs> I, every time hello neighbor comes up in one of these showcases, I go, I want to play this just because it's anxiety inducing. It looks like it would make for a good stream. I've, but I've just never played it because at the same time I hear people just go, it's meh at best. But yes, that was the ID at Xbox Showcase. There's a ton of incredible games coming out. Um, real quick, at the end of the showcase, they did confirm 20 games are coming day one to Game Pass. Uh, that list is Art of Rally, Astria Ascending, Backbone, Boyfriend Dungeon, for God knows what reason that's a game, uh, Craftopia, Dead Static Drive, Edge of Eternity, Hello Neighbor 2, Library of Ruina, Little Witch in the Woods, Moon Glow Bay, N- Narita, well, Narita Boy's already there, Omno, Recompile, Sable, She Dreams Elsewhere, Stalker 2, The Ascent, The Wild at Heart, Undungeon, and Way to the Woods. All of that list of games, day one Game Pass. Bunch of them we've mentioned here, and then there's a couple of other heavy hitters that we didn't mention that will be coming. If you haven't bought Game Pass, I don't know why you haven't. That's the biggest sales recommendation I could give, and we, and really any of us could give. But, Nate, what game are you going to recommend that's on sale this week? Speaking of sales and Game Pass, 
all together. Uh, Bad North was in Game Pass. Uh, I know I tried to finish it in time and was not able to. Uh, it is $7.50 down from $15. Real-time strategy? Uh, I don't know if that's really true. It's definitely real-time. It's kind of strategy. It's like Ancient Art of War, yeah. if you remember that. Uh, also a little bit like Pikmin-y type. Um, I'm, I'm, I want to pick it up. I'm going to pick it up so I can finish off this game because I liked it. Uh, I'm not going to say it was the best game in the world, but uh, yeah, if you missed it or you started it, now's a great way to pick it up. Uh, Goodbye Deponia. $1.29, down from $12.99. This is a point-and-click, six-to-eight-hour game. Uh, it is from... Uh, why can I not remember the publisher? Daedalic? Daedalic Entertainment. I don't like them. So uh, you're familiar. They, they just <laughs> haven't done a ton of point-and-clicks, so you kind of know what you're getting with them. Um, there is a walkthrough on Steam. You will not find one on... Uh, true achievements right now, but maybe at some point that could change. Seems like a great price if you like your point clicks. Uh, and then there's a game called Hero Defense. It's eight dollars and ninety nine cents down from thirty. Is Tower Defense. It has one unobtainable, and both Corey and Fufu have started it, and now they're going to tell me why I'm wrong for adding it because they never finished it or almost finished it. Yeah, I don't remember it being bad, to be honest. So this game, wow, we got we uh we did a or I did a review on this way back when. Um, this game is like a hero based tower defense. So your normal tower defense, you have multiple towers, your gun, your machine gun tower, your laser tower, bomb tower, blah blah blah, and you can place multiple of them. This game. Like I said, is hero is hero based. So as you go through the game, you unlock more heroes. Well, you can only have each hero down one at a time, and you actually have to move them in, in around the map to strategically place them to defeat whatever enemy. You know, this hero is strong against this one, but weak against this one. This one gives a, a damage boost to those around it. So that's where the strategy comes. Uh, in it it's also rpg ish as in you can up as you play through the game you earn gold you use that gold to upgrade their skills and stuff like that um you also use you you have a town and as you upgrade the town you unlock new weapons new abilities you're able to upgrade your heroes that's actually how you upgrade your heroes you have to upgrade the town first um, I believe that's where the unobtainable comes from, if I'm remembering correctly, as you literally cannot earn enough gold to be able to unlock everything, which is one of the achievements. So what do you think? Uh, $8.99, is that a good deal for knowing that it has an unobtainable? I say yes. I really enjoyed the game. The only reason why I haven't gone back to it is quite honestly because I forgot that it was a game. There's just been too <laughs> there's much. Too much. There's too much out there. Yep. Yeah, there's, there, there, there's just too many games. I think it lost but me with the RPG of it. I like tower defense, but this kind of strays away from that classic tower defense uh, gameplay. Yes, it is definitely a uh, different take on the tower defense. Sounds like a definite maybe. Yeah. And I just double-checked on that, unobtainable. Yes, it is for fully upgrading the village, and it is for the reason I gave. You literally cannot uh, get enough 
goal to upgrade it completely. Uh, two games I'm going to recommend that you pick up. First game is Solar Shifter EX. A $10 game down to $249. It's an on-rail shoot-em-up. Um, Nate, this might be up your alley as well if you haven't played this one. I was watching a gameplay trailer, and one of the very first screens that pops up is Bullet Hell. And that's very much what this game is. It is a Bullet Hell game. It looks fun. Um, huh. It's 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 a shoot 'em up game. Just watch a trailer. You kind of know what you're in for. If you like the game, you'll probably enjoy this. Both, fun fun fact: both that game and Hero Defense that you just talked about both have unobtainables and both published by Head Up Games, who I mentioned earlier has I like every other game they make. So every other well, game, yep. Yeah, whatever game I mentioned before, maybe uh, I should wait on it. I forgot that this was published or Hero Defense was published by Head Up. Interesting. Okay. That's cool, but yeah, that was one another thing that I noticed. And then another game, most people probably have picked this up when it was Games of Gold uh, whenever. It's been a long time, but Tumblestone. Um, $20, or it's usually $20, and it's 3 bucks right now. It's just a fun puzzle game. Um, I don't really know how to exactly describe it, but if you like puzzle games, you'll probably enjoy and probably enjoy this one. Um, Tetrisy matchmaking kind of a, of a deal. I I don't know. Watch, watch a trailer. If you like puzzle games, this is something maybe something that you're interested in. What you got, Corey? So, mine's a pretty simple um, recommendation. I won't be getting it just because I'm. I'm super laser focused on uh, games I'm playing right now, but I believe this is the first time it's been on sale, which is why I'm mentioning it. Uh, I have a price tracker on it, so that's how I knew. But Nexomon Extinction is $16, normally $20. Again, first time I've seen it on sale. And this is Pokemon. Straight up Pokemon on Xbox. You can can get achievements. I, I, if I did not have like, a focused uh, mindset on what I'm going to be playing like next, I would be getting this one for sure. Oh, this is interesting. Have you never seen it? I have never seen it. It is Pokemon in its truest form. Yeah, totally. That's interesting. I might have to uh, $15. Maybe if it goes a little bit more on sale. Yeah, that looks good. I back him on this one. Uh, L, you got you gonna recommend anything? I recommend you find my uh, Pokemon parody song and listen to it over and over. All Just right, don't so he doesn't recommend anything. I recommend Nexoria Dungeon Rogue Heroes. It is three forty nine down from four ninety nine, and it contains three thousand gamer score, and it is Xbox Play Anywhere. And it is sorry, supposedly what? pretty easy. <laughs> I can't think of a reason not to buy this game. Corey apparently is missing one achievement. What are you preloading this? Uh, mm-hmm. This last one here. Get that. Yeah, that whole nineteen nineteen uh, there. <laughs> yeah. What are you waiting for, bubs? Uh. <laughs> to be honest, I've just forgot about it. 
Get and, it done. Uh, <laughs> I, I'll get it done on the next title update. It, I don't know why it has 3,000 gamer score, but it does. Yeah, this is uh, it's not an easy gamer score game for sure. It's not a super great game. I, uh, I barely remember it. You're like walking around a dungeon. You have random encounters. And I think you can eat a sandwich. <gasps> so I see why you're interested. Oh, goodness. That sounds amazing. Yeah, just looking on the side of TA, roguelite, turn-based RPG. I'm like, oh, okay, this might be interesting. Not, now not, look at the screenshots kind of and it's, eh. Yeah, it's, it's very basic. It's it looks to be like a two ish two or three hour completion with the DLCs for three thousand gamer scores. So yeah. Well, I think interesting. I think the sales obviously aren't usually that great the week before the uh, spring sale, right? So. Yeah, yeah, that's right. The day that this podcast comes out, that night, um, is probably the night we will get the big spring sale, which usually lasts two weeks, right? So I, so, I imagine yeah. uh, something like that. Imagine we'll have a uh, a nice meaty sale section next week. Something else I'm hoping that we get next week is a uh, the actual games of gold. I'm kind of hoping that this announcement was an April Fool's. Nice game pad <sighs> games with gold quay. Gold quay. <laughs> this um, okay. We say the same. We really do say the same thing every single month when this drops. Thank you for the free games. You're building my di- my digital backlog. I have more games in my library, but eep. <laughs> um, yeah. So if uh, games of gold, Vikings, Vikings, April first to the thirtieth. There's an Xbox One game. The other Xbox One game is Truck Racing. April 16th to May 15th. And then we have two 360 games, Dark Void, April 1st to April 15th. And then uh, Hard Corpse Uprising, April 16th to the 30th. Yeah. I could tell that you're... No comment. I, uh, yeah. I could tell that. I'm not not hating this. Hardcore is like Contra, right? (laughs) That's a good one. It seems like it. It seems like it. I'm not. Yeah. I'm not hating this. Now that I'm looking into it, uh, Vikings, um, Wolves of Midgard, or whatever it is, is like a Diablo. I like Diablo. Truck racing. Uh, we'll skip over that. Dark Void. Uh, okay, I, I played that a while ago. It was kind of a decent 360 game. And the Uprising. Yeah, it looks like Contra. This is maybe not horrible. That that is the one thing I was going to say. Like Vikings and Dark Void. Eh, not really doing anything for me. The truck racing, a smidge. Truck racing championship. I like I like racing games every so often, so I can see me jumping in this, having a little bit of fun, and immediately deleting it. Uh, the Hard Corps Uprising, everyone online is saying that this is basically an Xbox 360 version of Contra. That sounds fun. Graphics but yeah, that honestly, when I look at it, I think that's the shining star for me. But yeah, the game this month is kind of again. Meh. You like chivalry too? Ha ha ha! Like uh, Dune. hardcore is also 
200 gamer score, 1265 TA. Yeah, this is probably very difficult. 91 completions. Yeah, that's uh, out of 10,000. That's game. That that that's games of gold. Beggars can't be choosers. At least we're getting free games, and also at least Game Pass is absolutely killing it. Laws games of gold is just it's an afterthought. Free. That's what it is. Uh, yeah, I think they should give one newer game and games. one classic game on each. You know, you give away a Borderlands or an Assassin's Creed that people might already have, but at least it's something people know. Yeah, there's there's plus and minuses to what we're getting, hmm. but that's that. You know, we've been talking about games that are coming off from the games in the idea at Xbox uh, showcase, but uh, yeah, what more games are coming real soon, Corey? All right, so this is the week of April the fifth. That's the su- the fourth. That's the Sunday. Uh, but the first games coming out won't be till the 6th on that Tuesday, and that would be Breath Edge. Uh, it's a very positive rated game uh, on PC, and that is coming to consoles. You have to survive in outer space, so you have, you're crafting tools and piloting vehicles, and uh, like it looks like building your space station. Uh, I think you would might like this, Fufu. Uh, you should check it out. It's giving me Subnautica vibes, but in space. <laughs> Interesting. It's like a Z throwback. It's like it reminds me of I like crafting. It's like a Z throwback. Oh, does it? Yeah, it's a Z throwback. The in space. It's a joke. Oh, some oh, people will get space. it. Well, that, oh, wow. that, yeah, that's what I'm getting. That's uh, from somebody. this game. It's like Destiny in space. Right. <laughs> Right, I, I got you. That's now. a dead horse. There's Ivan. a scene where you remember that. Very long oh, time. Chicken in a vending machine. <laughs> yeah, there's a, an immortal chicken um, in the game. I don't know what his <laughs> how important he is, but apparently uh, fairly important. Huh. Also on the yeah. sixth, yeah, you got something, Fufu. No, I was just gonna say these types of games I have interest in, interest in, but I just never wind up playing them. Well, I definitely just, recommend that one for you. I can see me enjoying it for a couple of hours. Uh, also coming out on the 6th is a game called Lost Worlds, what Lost Words Beyond the Page, um, published by Modus Games. I really like Modus Games typically. Um, so this one looks interesting. I like it visually. It's, it looks like mostly a left-to-right platformer adventure game. Um and that's all I got. If, if that's typically your jam, check it out. It does seem to have a very good narrative to it. Um, so I think that's probably where it shines. Um, I want to mention yeah. that it's uh, written by Rihanna Pratchett. I saw that. I don't know who that is. That's Terry Pratchett's daughter. So uh, Terry Pratchett of Discworld fame. Um, so that's it, awesome. It's got something and the art style looks pretty good. And it looks like one of the mechanics is moving words around the page to change uh, uh, situations and stuff like that. Uh, I have my eye on this one. It looks great. I'm excited for this. Well, there you go. The only Pratchett's I knew of were actually Pritchett's, apparently, in Modern Family. Huh. I don't know who, who else you said. All right. Anyways, that's going out <laughs> on Tuesday. All right. April 7th. A game called Lux Slinger is coming out. Um, this Eep. is a spaghetti... No, it's not Eep. It's, it's very... 
pixely, kind of like Westerado, uh, but it is apparently has dark humor. It's a spaghetti western. It also has graffiti in it and jazzy hip hop beats, uh, but it's in like a 2D Westerado type vibe. And that's all I know about it. It definitely looks better than Chivalry 2. <laughs> Sorry. God, you Sorry. know, I hope this game comes out and it is effing amazing just so I can spike it in your... You know what? I will let you do that. If that God, I hope that and game I'm is good. I'm not scared. Now, you guys are scaring me. Stop it. <laughs> April 8th. Scaring me. April 8th. Cozy Grove comes out. Uh, I don't know much about it. It does not, not appeal to me uh, very much. It looks like you are... Uh, I'm not going to lie. I don't even know. It, it says live sim game that you're on a haunted island. Uh, but it looks like a like a watercolor coloring book type art style. I don't know. Not for me. Um, if that's you, uh, check it out. Uh, what the dub... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sorry. I had nothing with that one. What the Dub also comes out April 8th. Now, this one is a Jackbox-like game. People can join the game and play. It's a party game. And the cool thing about it, I thought, was that it plays like movie clips. And your task is to write a, like a sentence for a movie clip. And a voice actually dubs what you write. So... Um, it, it it puts it into the movie and you can hear it audibly. Um, seems kind of funny uh, for, you know, a night of partying with your friends or family. Yeah, what the dub. Um, the last two games are on April 9th. That is Gravity Heroes. This looks like a, uh, a one-room-typed action-packed 2D platformer game that is local multiplayer. So if that is up for you, then uh, check that out. Up to four people, it seems. And the last one's called Yoko and Yuki, Dr. Rat's Revenge. It's a chili dog game. Uh, it Ugh. looks like a chili dog game. I I don't even think it deserves more time than that. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's like a one-screen puzzler that you rotate the screen and use gravity and stuff. I don't know. That's about it. This looks like one of the Rattalikas, like, 10 minute completion games. No, it's definitely a rattle like a competitor. All right. Well, let's get on to contest. Uh, L, go ahead and give us the G task. The last. All G-task. right. The great true achievements score challenge 2020, I guess, is now over. In the finally, <laughs> uh, in the teams, uh, in fifth place was Bury the Light, uh, with with community members Pertum Scroll and Slayer Raining. It looks like they didn't do too much in the last week. Pure Escalation 2.0 was number four. Uh, number three was Vicious and Delicious, featuring Sniped by a Girl and Dano Omen. We're down to a three-person team by the end. Uh, number two, Quarantine Boys, Inferno, 118, Triple Triad, 777, Sir Polygon, and Irish Warrior. And number one, the winners of the G-Task 2020, is this team Jim's infamous ballad of intoxicated shredded robots and ice fire. Is this just fantasy? 
featuring, of course, infamous Jimbot UK, Intox Shreds, and Ice Fire TN. They compiled 347,000 TA difference to finish Nuts. in first Jeez, place. Which, if you're keeping that score, is, is more than Fufu Cuddly Poof has. Total. But they really, who knows what they had preloaded. That is the way to win. On the individual side, we had in 10th place, Unky Tim Fu, who finished in first place the week before. I guess he just wanted to make the finals, and that was good enough. Number nine was Rossos Ross. Number eight was Magic Munkicks. Number seven was our very own Elroy OMJ. Love that guy who Way to go, was buddy. good enough for number seven. What's up there, Kenny? Okay, thought Kenny was going to say something. Huh? Uh, number six was Execution BK. Number five was PHT999. Uh, number four was Sniped by a Girl. She had 52,000 TAD. Number three was Triple Triad with 81,000 TAD. Number two was Inferno with 118,310 TAD. And the winner was Infamous with 123,714. Now, what was interesting is that Inferno had almost double the amount of achievements that Infamous did. He had 835 achievements. Infamous had more TAD with half the number of achievements, 457. And I believe they were pretty close all week long. I know the G-Task Discord channel was hopping, and there was the audio the audio chat in the morning, as there usually is, with the UKers giving their uh, play-by-play of who's getting eliminated, who's dropping their preloads. This one was wow. close. Yeah. Like, even down to the wire. Very close. Like, what was it? Uh, like, 5,000 TAD is the final difference between first and second place. That is not a lot in the finals week. No. So congratulations to everybody, especially Infamous. And Way to stick with that. And, uh, I messaged him, and he said the first game he's going to play uh, is Chivalry 2. <laughs> so <laughs> good job, everybody, with the G-Task. I think overall people seem to enjoy the six-month format as opposed to the full year. I still think it was one heck of a long time. We'll see if they change it up at all for the next iteration. Usually the number of people on the team changes without fail always. I suspect that TAD is going to be the metric they use from now on because nobody wants to see all the baby games being dropped all the time. Any other thoughts, guys? Not really. That's a crazy showing by everybody who made it to finals. Y'all are crazy. uh, Yeah, just everybody who went ham that last week is is nuts. And and seeing a lot of those names in the Discord is pretty cool, too. You're all free. You'll be hearing a lot of those names again real soon. Real soon. Go ahead and do the uh, crab challenge duo. Oh, I get to do crabs. 
All right, the crab is back. And it's gonna be trouble. And I don't remember what crab stood for. Crazy random achievement bash. Yeah. So you get a list of 30. RTDL was already trademarked. <laughs> yes, it was. You get a list of 30 achievements. And if you pop 15 of them, you get a new shiny badge. And you have the entire month of April. Which is quite a bit. It is, but there's an article on I mean, TA teaching you how to... Uh, yeah, there's an article teaching you how to basically do that. Adjust your game collection. I believe you can choose from games that are backwards compatible, not backwards compatible. You can choose whatever you want to choose. I think we'll know more when we're able to sign up. I don't think we were quite yet. Yeah, registration for this uh, starts on April 1st. So with the day this podcast drops, you will no be able to generate your list... No fooling. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, so to be to be honest, I was thinking they would say, just do five achievements and you get your badge. I'm quite surprised that they did 15. Now, I know you can make it super easy, but uh, maybe people will choose to uh, Come on. go a little wider with their list. One every other day. You can do it. Mine, uh, my list will be as, as tight as I can get it. But with just Metroidvania games. <laughs> Mine's just going to be games I've started, I think. So all of them. <laughs> it's about <laughs> everything. <laughs> Are you going to include right. well, all of them, Nate? Because I feel like this type of competition will get you to go back to some games that you haven't played in a while. Yeah, I mean, I'm just going to play games I, basically because I am lazy and I don't want to curate. I'm just going to say uh, <laughs> games I've started only, please. And maybe I'll just say games I've started on the uh, you know X1, uh, just so I don't have to go filter. And if I lose my badge, I lose my badge. So No. I feel like this is like the month of uh, decision making for L. Like, like this is RTDL, but he has to get a badge. So go for the badge, go for RDTL points. Both, of course. Why not both? Hope for the best. I did pretty bad with get a little crossover. I did very bad with RTDL this month. I had 13. How dare you. 13. Not like me. You don't even get a badge for that. I don't get nothing. I'll have some more stories about that next week, but there are more contests. Yes. Speaking of getting nothing, it's the Gamertag Challenge. Uh, current month is a Heizo, and actually you do get something, so that's just a jokey joke. Uh, and he chose wildcard game uh, Mass Effect series, so any achievement or previous completion gets you that one bonus draw. And for his bonus, um, he gets, uh, oh, geez, I've not copied it into the sheet, but it's Toy Story. Um, you got a friend in me. So it's getting achievements with the word uh, T-O-Y anywhere in the, or I should say the letters T-O-Y anywhere in the achievement title. Same thing uh, for story. You're looking for S-T-O-R-Y in the achievement title. Now that is pretty much over. So make sure that you get any of your valid achievements marked down on the sheet and turned in. Um, let's just say the first two days uh, of April. Uh, and we will go ahead and do the drawing for that on the next live show. Uh, and in the meantime, let's tell you about April. 
Our gamertag challenge pulled from our Patreon pool. That's alliteration, everybody. <laughs> is Carpe Adam seventy nine? And Are we will be giving you more d- <sighs> details later. I was this close. It's not going to be I Big L. Wasn't Damn it. <laughs> I didn't know what it was, but I knew it wasn't going to be you. <laughs> that was my favorite. All right. Part. All right. Well, let's continue on to the last part, which is Brad Camp. All right. Longest panel ever. Let's let's go through this. Completions. LSOC has completed 200 games. Philip Wendell, 300 games, as well as Quick Don't Die, that 300. And Sir Polygon at 350 games for completion percentage. Triple Triad 777 completed 71% of his collection. RPG Davy completed 75% of his games. And Kingsman 2625 has completed 80% of his games. Koosh. In ratio, I've been waiting all day to try to say this correctly. Eruteric has reached, that's creature backwards, a new milestone with a TA ratio of 1.9. He's playing them difficult games. Freedom Girl 85 with a TA ratio of 2.0, playing those slightly harder games. In streaks, we have Crazy Catman currently on a 50-day win streak, as is Infamous. Elephant 77 is currently on a 100-day did I say Eliphet? Eliphalet 77. Sorry, buddy. It's currently on a 100-day achievement win streak. And then we have Chesno at 450 days. Unky Tim Fu on 1,600 days. And Planting 42 is currently on a 2,800-day achievement win streak. Four achievements One Reset 42 has won 10,000. I'm like zero, 11,000. Boots Orion, 16,000. Red, Red. 47, 22. 22,000, Jimbot UK, 29,000, and Inferno has reached 30,000 achievements won. All right. In gamer score, Seamus McLimey has 450,000 gamer score. The Jodine has 550,000 gamer score. You put them together, they got 1 million. TA score, Sir Polygon, 650,000. Dunkos, 800,000. Mike, Bitch, 950,000. Infamous, 1.5 million. Triple Triad, 1.8 million. And Jimbot UK and Inferno, 118, 2.1 million TA. Not so. All right, we have a crap ton of leaderboards, mostly due to all the GTAs. All the people. leaderboards. <laughs> I will do the best I can. Alex R. Davies is in the top 100 of the completed games leaderboard for Xbox One Vayners. And the top 200 TA leaderboard for Vayners overall, and top 20 in England. Nicely done. Crazy Catman's in the top 500 of the Gamer Score leaderboard for Party. Dude with the face is now in the top 20 of the Georgia Gamer Score leaderboard. Freaky Row, top 10 Virginia TA leaderboard for Party. G Task Team winner Icefire TN is in the top 500 of the USA TA leaderboards, top 100 of the TA leaderboard for Platformer. And the top five of the Connecticut TA difference leaderboard. Nicely done. I Mike Zero is in the top 200 of the Florida TA leaderboard. 
All right, infamous time. He's got probably too many to say. Top 100 <laughs> of the TA leaderboard for Xbox One. He is in the top 50 of the TA difference leaderboard overall and the top 5 of the TA difference leaderboard for Xbox One. That is insane. Inferno is in the That's top awesome. 100 of the TA difference leaderboard and in the top 5 of the New York TA leaderboard. I'm totally going to catch you, Inferno. You just wait. Anigo Montoya, my good buddy, is in the top five of the completed games leaderboard for racing. That is crazy good. Beep, beep. Jimbot UK is in the top 100 of the TA leaderboard as well. And he is in the top 10 of the England TA difference leaderboard. And he's third in TA leaderboard for Xbox One cycling and TA difference for Xbox One in England. Mental Knight is now number one in the TA Difference Leaderboard for Party. Nice. You're number one. Wow. In, you're number one in my book, Mental. Party time. Excellent. Sabin's Rothschild's in the top 50 of the TA Difference Leaderboard for Card and Board. Vulgar Latin is now in the top 10 of the Gamerscore Leaderboard for Collection. And in his quest to get higher on that leaderboard, he's looking to buy an Xbox 360 PAL console, as he was asking about today in the Discord. I believe he's looking to play the uh, Sega Genesis version that I guess is the Mega Drive version. That, but you need a PAL console to get that, to do that. Wild West is now second in the Utah TA leaderboard. And last but not least, XNEO21X is in the top 100 of the Achievements 1 leaderboard for Vayners and in the top 100 of the TA leaderboard overall for Vayners. And super last but not least, want to wish a super happy birthday to Corey, whose birthday was a few days ago. Happy birthday, Corey. Happy birthday. We love you. Happy birthday, Corey. And I want to wish a happy birthday to Kronos. Had a birthday like before me. Who? Happy birthday, Kronos. I think yes. I was looking that one up. It's about time. It's about time you had a birthday. Every year. (laughs) Every year. So two of the the four Avengers had birthdays in the same week. Yeah, and Prue just had one uh, not too long ago either. Oh, please. I mean, if you guys didn't get one million gamers going your birthday like he did, then you're just... Psh. Next year. Okay. We're going to hold you to it. All right. If anyone's still listening to this, uh, thank you very much. We love you. <laughs> There's still more to go. <laughs> There's more to go. We have three more hours of... Uh, <laughs> Oh my God, Can we get a drink? Yes. Uh, we'll take a quick break. <laughs> Pretend you're having a uh, you're hosting an idea at Xbox showcase. Go take a break. Enjoy Go these potty, messages. Get from something to countdown timer. Because we have lots of extra content that is coming up after us. But before you get to that, be sure to check out all of our socials and stuff like that. 
we stream on Twitch, twitch.tv slash AH101. Next week is our live show. We will be doing our Patreon giveaway. Oh, boy. Our Twitch sub giveaway, our Gamertag Challenge giveaway, any other random giveaways that we feel like doing, come check us out live. Dead giveaway. Uh, yeah, yeah, one of the giveaways is for just giveaway. anybody just viewing, whether you sub or viewer or whatever. Just, as long as you're there, you're entered. Lots of giveaways. While you're due, follow and uh, consider subscribing to us. If you want to get into contact with us, follow our Twitter. Send us some Twitter tweets at Achievements101. Join in on the Discord, discord.io slash AH101. Our our YouTube, please go subscribe to us there. All of our reviews that we do, live streams get thrown up there. This podcast gets thrown up on YouTube. uh, YouTube.com slash AchievementHunting101. Also, if you enjoy this, uh, please consider helping us out keep the lights on we have a patreon patreon.com slash achievement hunting 101 and last but not least whatever platform that you are listening to us on please like and review us really helps us out helps us grow in a community bigger community lets us be able to do more things give away more games have more events yada yada and as always, all these links, if you can't remember them because you're falling asleep after this long panel, all these links are in the show notes doc. Just go read the show notes. You can find them there. But with that, class is dismissed. See you all next week live on Twitch. Don't get fooled it's again. Time. I, I want to see another uh, It's Time intro, by the way. <laughs> Another one? Another I'll one. consider it. A bye-bye. A mansion sits dormant deep in the woods until a family moves there and uncovers the dark secrets it possesses. Hey y'all, Elroy MJ here with a review of the latest game developed by Stormfront Studios and published by Vivendi Games. It's a beat-em-up and it was released on February 5th and is currently on deep discount for about $10. It is an 8-10 to hour completion and is currently worth 1361 TA. Now, this game features a deep backstory where... A relative of the family has researched all the mysterious creatures of the forest. So we're talking ogres, fairies, trolls, grabassers, goblins, and all kinds of things. Now he was preparing ex- to expose them uh, to the world, and that's when they finally got to him and they killed him, as you know these uh, mysterious creatures will do. Now the secrets were meant to die with him until a mom of three kids drags her family into this hellhole. Now, this woman's a real piece of work. She got divorced because she's some kind of Jezebel, but due to the corrupt judicial system, she was somehow awarded custody of all three kids. Now, they all want to live with their father, especially this one, but here we are. They're in the car with her, and they're going to this house. In any case, not exactly mother of the year here, but she drags her kids to this haunted house i guess i I don't know if you would consider it haunted but it's uh definitely got its issues 
uh, in that there's a bunch of creatures there that want to kill you. And then the very next morning, she's like, ah, see ya. And uh, leaves them there all by themselves with no babysitter or anything. Uh, don't believe there's any phones or anything. Uh, it was set in a time before cell phones were prevalent, no house phones. Uh, so basically, they're on their own. <clears throat> so it's like, hey, kids, here's a completely new environment. It's deep in the woods. It's away from society. I'll be back in 10 hours. <laughs> What's well, the worst that could happen? And that's where the game begins. Um, so, well, that's the, what's the worst thing that could happen? Well, that's the thing that happens during the tutorial level. Uh, so this angry youngster that can't stand his mom stumbles upon the research that the dead relative did and then brings to life all the creatures that want to kill the family. And that's basically the synopsis of the rest of the remaining levels. So this child has to walk around his own home with a bat. Uh, you have to be wielding a weapon so that, uh, he and his brothers and sister do not get grabbed by invisible enemies and dragged into the bowels of the woods. Sounds pleasant, right? So, days survived are tied to achievements, and thus one is awarded uh, for each day that you're able to survive. Unfortunately, the devs did not exactly put much thought into the names of them. For example, there's an achievement called Chapter 1 Complete, Chapter 2 Complete, Chapter 3 Complete, etc., etc. And those are earned for completing Chapter 1, Chapter 2, and Chapter 3, respectively. <clears throat> the house, having sat dormant for so many years prior to this inept mother abandoning her kids there during the day, <laughs> it has other things to do besides just survive the waves of goblins and trolls that are trying to kill you. The house also features lots of local wildlife that serve as collectibles. You get an achievement for killing, and thus collecting, 10, 25, and 50 cockroaches <laughs> for the Roach Killer, Roach Conqueror, and Roach Master Chivos. If three collectible achievements get you excited, <clears throat> you know, that's that's pretty exciting stuff. But if you were hoping for more, <laughs> guess what? You're in luck. Another 20-plus collectible achievements await you as you wander around the premises trying not to be killed by mysterious creatures. Several of these achievements are, uh, are for collecting fairies that are just floating. You know, they're just floating by and you have to catch them in the net. Now, the good news is that not only is it a pain to find these multiple locations, as well as the emotional damage caused by the annoying mechanic of swinging a net at the fairy, but also in play is a mini game. Once you capture the floating fairy in a net, you then are forced to try to quickly dump paint all over the screen to try to fully uncover the fairy uh, in order to get credit for collecting it. <laughs> if this sounds tedious, yeah, that's because it is. If it sounds confusing, <laughs> that's because it is. Unfortunately, that is really what the whole game is about. Finding crap and not dying. Now, one really cool thing that I did like about the game is that during all of the cutscenes, it did not use CGI characters, but rather they hired live actors to act them out. I thought this was a really cool feature and something worth mentioning, and it's perhaps something that other games should consider doing. Um, it was pretty much the only enhancement of the game that I could find. Now, all in all, I just cannot in good conscience recommend this game, because anytime you have a one-to-one -one ratio of collectible achievements with any other kind of achievement in the game that has, you know, 50 achievements, you probably should think twice before playing it. Now, the story is pretty engaging, 
uh, it'd be perfect for kids that you know need to be put in their place and know that there are all kinds of dangers out there and that something invisible could literally drag them off into the forest at any moment and murderize them and their families. So despite this valuable life lesson, I give Spiderwit Chronicles only two out of five roaches. Put those two roaches and those five roaches together, and you get how many stupid freaking collectible achievements there are on this game. 25. I mean, 25. <laughs> Oof. So come on. It's not Spiderwit Chronicles. It's Spiderwit Collectibles. In any case, you can reserve your copy of Spiderwit Chronicles, the feel-good troll beat-em-up today on eBay or from the deep discount rack at your local neighborhood GameStop. It has been a grueling contest. Over 2,000 entered and were dwindled down to just a select few over the course of half a year. Countless hours poured into it from so many individuals, all in pursuit of one thing. A hoodie. A hoodie of such power, of such significance, that individuals across the globe would put their jobs, their wives, their kids, their health, their hopes, their dreams, everything on the back burner just for the opportunity to someday put it on. The contest has ended in a spectacular finish. The dust has settled, the smoke has cleared, and there is nothing left to do but conduct a 2020-2021 GTAS tourney thingy roundup. I am joined today by a man who needs very little introduction. Now that the contest is over, he is able to find time to speak about the journey of the GTAS tourney thingy and how this year's contest went. Redemption denied. Hey, what's up? What's up, guys? No, 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 no. Redemption denied was the 2018 G Test Tourney winner. Thing. Oh, oh, yeah. sorry. Inferno. <laughs> no, wait, no, that was the 2019 G Test Tourney thingy uh, uh, winner last year, and and then the 2020 G Test Tourney thing was somebody famous. So we're not talking to any of them. Instead, we are joined by the individual. Eliminated from the 2020-2021 G-Test in week six in 859th place. And who was a mere 9,117 TA difference below safety that week. He is the unofficial official AH-101 G-Test correspondent. He is Dino Bull. Hey, it's me. (laughs) What's up, man? (laughs) What's up? (laughs) I know you've been just waiting to do the full contest wrap-up, so yes, uh, it is finally upon us. I mean, what what an exciting contest it was! Crazy, right? crazy contest. I've been keeping a close eye on it. Uh, I know that you have <laughs> because you are the official, unofficial G test correspondent for H one hundred and one. So, um, but a, a lot of people out there are not as plugged into it as you are. Uh, so why don't you just walk us through the final few weeks and uh, how we got to the final results and maybe talk about some of the craziness that was leading up to the finals. Um, well, I'm sure uh, Mental was probably in there somewhere. Uh, yeah, he was. He was until he uh, until he mailed it in and dropped out. That, uh, 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 
maybe uh, the Hazos team was in there. Maybe I, I'm uh, sure that they were. Yeah. yeah. Um, Redemption and I probably won everything. He did in 2018. That is correct. Oh, okay. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That was when it was just all pure, pure gamer score. So as you, as everyone knows, the rules are a little different this year and the year previous. So Redemption hasn't been back quite so much yet. So uh, what do you think of that final week, though? I mean, uh, the final week was uh, pretty crazy. Uh, the uh, the The final week featured ten gamers. Um, might go ahead and point out that two of them it was their third straight uh trip to the finals whoa that's pretty yeah, crazy yeah i know i know i know it was uh unky tim oh classic and, yeah and your boy Elroy. i love that guy hey yeah, i know man <laughs> nice, yeah, nice. No, number seven man uh it was pointed out to me that in the final week i scored 101 achievements so i was on brand uh, Kush Company Man uh, pointed that out to me. So, 101 achievements from AH101 Elroy. So there you go. But uh, yeah, that famous guy won, and uh, then uh, the uh, uh, Inferno he kind of flew, you know, blazed across the sky, and they they both had like over a lot of TAD. So here's something for you. Okay. So we were we were talking beforehand about this, and I think a lot of people will be amazed by this stat. So you, being the gamer score beast that you are, mm-hmm. you know you got your two hundred and ninety one thousand six hundred and fifty four gamer score. Yep. Yep, and uh, that is worth four hundred and twenty three thousand seven hundred and eighty six TA for a difference of one hundred thirty two thousand one hundred thirty one TAD. Yes. Yep. Okay, and um, so this final week, um, uh, you know, that infamous guy, uh, he's not just famous, he's in-famous, and he scored 123,714 TAD in the final week. So basically what we're saying is scoreboard, you totally owned him you had <laughs> oh, beat yeah. by nine thousand tad he came for you but you he, he almost he almost had me <laughs> well at nine thousand not to be confused with the nine thousand uh deficit that you were below safety in week six um that was a different nine thousand this was nine thousand in the positive see yeah, he was he wasn't so, playing any of uh, Zillitalian. How do you pronounce that? Uh, that publisher's the Legend of Zatalian. Yeah, Adventures Adventures of Link or something. Yeah, forget one of those things. Yeah, yeah. yeah so uh, walk us through uh, your demise. Uh, I, I was see, I was wa- noticing that, and then it all came flooding back to me that you and uh, your friend Super Ducky and uh, a few others uh, kind of. Uh, Bit the uh, the apple of Eden, so to speak, and uh, paid paid the price. Yeah, well, for those updates. <laughs> so, I mean, I, so you were feeling pretty good uh, when you were in forty third place in week five, I assume. Um, you were you were probably feeling pretty safe come uh, near the uh, the cutoff, given that you were about seven thousand over the line um, at that point, which. Um, 
doesn't sound like a lot, you know, given that the line was only like 2,000 and you were, you know, at 9,000. So um, at what point did you realize that y'all had stepped in it, I guess, is the question. Uh, I guess week five. I think we all were giving up, so that's why I decided to even do the update. Played the <laughs> update, because I was like, everyone else was giving up. So I was like, well, might as well do one more thing to keep us in another week, even though huh? even though it'll knock us out the next week. So, oh, okay. So week five was your 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 breaking point. Yeah, and that was a, that was a crazy five weeks though. Right? <laughs> it was. It was <laughs> I mean, it was, it was fun. that is some determination right there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So. uh you know, I was actually looking at your uh, overall gamer score, and I, I, I forgot to mention uh, that you've been gaming since 2007. So yes, you have experience on your side. I, I was just curious if you had any idea what your first achievements were from. Um, maybe Call of Duty 3? Uh, maybe not. No, no. Uh, okay. <laughs> uh, two, you say 2007? 2007. January 15th, 2007, in fact. Call of Duty two or Call of Duty two or three is the only thing that's coming to mind. Mm. Maybe yeah. hey, Halo three. No, no January two thousand seven. A game bigger than that, bigger than Halo. Bigger. Oh yeah. Uh, GTA two thousand eight. Never mind. Uh, two thousand seven. I, I don't know nothing. John Hexic. Hexic, Hexic HD. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah, I mean that. I mean, you don't get bigger yeah, than Hexic. That was I mean, that triple A game right there swept the country. I mean, yeah. that was all that anybody could talk about in 2007 was Hexic. All those blockbuster cutscenes. <laughs> yeah, it. yeah. And uh, <laughs> uh, ironically, though, you didn't you didn't jump in both feet because uh, you played that for a little while, got three achievements from it, and then you're like, uh, yeah, I'm, I need something different, and then you went and played uh, Bros of War and got two achievements there. All in 2007 on January 15th. Those were your first five achievements. You got three from Hexic and two from Bros of War. Nice. So, yeah. So there you go. Uh, I just, I forgot to mention that earlier. So let's take a look at the games, all right? So the top games from uh, from the, the, the contest, uh, I, I was looking at it on the individual side because I, after my team got eliminated, I really didn't care about the team. Although I must give a special shout out to the overall number three team. Uh, which uh, featured uh, Sniped by a Girl and uh, Dano Omen. It was basically a two-man team that carried... Uh, it was kind of the uh, Weekend at Bernie's team. Uh, they dragged a corpse to the finish line, uh, They and then their fourth player was eliminated. So uh, it was just the two of them. That's uh, some definite words of wisdom for Dano and Snipe uh, uh, for their hard work uh, in getting third. Uh, yeah, good job, guys. Yeah, worth worth mentioning. I guess we should mention the winners. Uh, the winners were uh, uh, that famous, infamous guy, uh, and then he had a, he was on a team with um, Jim Bot. I believe that he might have won last year. I can't remember. And then uh, on the team side, and then also uh, Ice Fire Tennessee. So my fellow oh. Tennessean brother, yeah, another so, guy, another southerner, yeah, yeah. Uh, so them three, and then some, somebody I don't know, <clears throat> uh, intoxicated shredder or something, um, something like that. That sounds like a cool name. Yeah, I know. It's like uh, 
the adult version of TMNT, you know. It's like the T, you know, the the ninja guy. Yeah. That's the Shredder guy, right? Yeah. I think it is. Yeah, Splinter. I was confused the two. It's Shredder, right? Splinter's the rat, right? Yeah, Splinter's the rat. Okay, I got you. All right, he's not a rat, but he is the rat. The okay. rat. Yeah. So, on the top games on individual, um, as you might suspect, four of the top ten were Minecraft. You've heard of Minecraft, yeah? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you uh, played them all? Uh, I've played some of the 360 and some of the Xbox One version. Okay. Awesome. Well, the Android was the top number one game in individual. It took the number one spot. Uh, the X-Bone was the number two, Win 10 was number five, and iOS was number eight. And then the Switch was in there somewhere in like the top 20, I don't know. But uh, uh, also interesting to me was uh, 10 of the top 50 games for the contest had some kind of specific cheat in it. So you could like cheat in it somehow. Like Barstow... RPG. Yep, that was actually number nine. That was the the highest one. See, look at you, man. I know you were our correspondent for a reason. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, any I've been other... Keep, keeping up to date. Yeah, any other ones that you wanted to mention that were in the top 50? Subnautica? Um, yeah, that was last year in the top 50, I'm sure. Probably. Oh, oh for this year? Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Specified there. Uh, okay. <laughs> uh, I mean, were probably like, uh, like Bullet Beat, maybe? Bullet Beat. Uh, are you talking about Hyperdot? Bullet Beat? I don't even know what Bullet Beat is. I think it's, I think it's what it's called. Bullet Beat. So it's one of those uh, X, X games. The X, X, is it, oh, the, the Legend of Extillion? Yeah, the, yeah, them. Oh, yeah, it's okay. One, it's one, yeah, it's one of their games. No. There's a cheat on that? Oh, there's, yeah, there's no cheats. Never mind. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Never mind. That's a great, that was a great <laughs> example, though. It's <laughs> very similar to the game to another one called Hyperdot. Uh, very similar, uh, you know, lots of dots and bullets and moving and things trying to kill you. Yeah, that was number thirty-two. That's the one where you like balance it between your consoles. Ah, uh, shoot. Uh, there's a couple with uh, console commands. Uh, so you had like Arc Survival Evolved was in there. Um, mm-hmm. You had uh, Pathologic Two in there. And then there's a couple that had uh, assist mode, like Scourge Bringer. I don't know if you count Xeno Crisis as, as assist mode. That was just kind of like a cheap menu of sorts. And was Sims 4 in there? Or is yep, that, or Sims that last 4. Year? Yeah, that was oh, uh, yeah, number 28. Uh, okay. Sims 4 with all the little mods you can add in there. That was that was definitely on the list. And, and then uh, Friday Night Freddy was on there where you like click on the little poster and it like, you know, you you can just advance or something, and Friday, then Friday. What, you mean Five Nights at Freddy? Freddy. That's it. Yep. Okay. Yep. Yep. Oh, what did I say? Uh, Freddy. I don't. I don't remember now. Uh, <laughs> Freddy. Freddy. Yeah. Freddy five. Yeah, nights the one where you clicked on the poster. I don't know. I I never played this game. I played that one, but that's about it. The one where there's like a little animatronics trying to kill yeah, you. Yeah. One. I, yeah. That one. And then uh, Goner Two was actually on there. Uh, wait. What? Yeah. Yeah. You, you can glitch that one. Yeah, Gunner Two. Yeah, it was a it was kind of a late one. I think Skeptical Mario found that one, and it's a stack too. But uh, basically, uh, lots of tad on that one. But all you have to do is hook up a second controller and never enter the scene. Like just you stay in the little tube, and then you can just die as many times as you want, and then you can just go kill things. And then if they kill you, you just pop right back out, and you're good to go as long as that second controller just stays in safety. So, yeah. So that one you could uh, stack. There was a Windows one as well. So, 
Uh, that was pretty cool little uh, glitch because I definitely hated that game. <laughs> <laughs> so just, uh, but uh, yeah, and then there's a bunch of other weird little games that made it that um, I don't know if you did you play any of these. These were kind of like the ones that I considered the uh, the big games of the I don't know the top five games that I would have probably never played if it wasn't for this stupid contest. So let's see if you played any of them. Okay. Uh, and they were all, all except for one, were in the top five or in the top fifty, rather. Uh, we got Mork Red. Did you play that one? Never heard of it. All right, that one actually has the number one overall chivo for the contest, which was the hardcore mode. Uh, but it, uh, yeah, it's uh, it's like a twin stick thing where you control one person and the other one. And what, the is other it, is control. it a twin stick shooter? No, it's like uh, it's more like brothers. Oh, okay. Yeah, except for you don't end up going into a cave with some chick that kills one of the brothers. Spoiler alert. Spoilers. Uh, yeah, but uh, with Mark Red, it's like uh, it. It's I don't even know how to describe it. It's it's kind of a weird. It's it's very similar to take brothers and then give it like an illegitimate fling with uh uh what's the name of that one uh, Limbo. Okay. And then it, it bursts out this bastardized Mork Red. That's kind of what it is. Kind of like a minimalist design with one control Sounds for like each crap. character. It's actually actually fun, man. Oh, it's fun? It's oh, okay. fun. That was oh, actually okay. the only oh, one of these sorry, that I sorry. actually <laughs> enjoyed, man. Yeah, Mork Red. It, it brought it, man. Right, it was... whenever, whenever I forgot how to spell it, I might check it out. Yeah. It's 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 Mork Red D. The two Ds, yeah. And then, uh, how about Dunk Lords? Did you try that one out? No, that's that's the basketball game, though, right? Yeah, uh, we got we got games for gold. Yeah, it cheated me some achievements, so I stopped playing it. Like I, all right. So there's an achievement for getting seventy points on it, right? Mm-hmm. See, on hard mode, and then there's a an achievement for getting thirty five dunks on hard mode. All right. So, how explain riddle me this? I got the achievement for thirty five dunks. Which are all worth two points each, but yet I did not get the achievement for seventy points. Isn't that interesting? Hmm. Hmm. I don't know. Yeah, I actually scored seventy points like five times, and it would never register it for me. So I just gave up on it. Because like, you already had like more points. Yeah, man. I hit seven. Yeah, and it's just just didn't like me, man. I don't know. I think it has something to do with NBA Two K. You know the the little free game and all that, uh, the prelude. I think it has something dating back to that, but I'm not sure. How about East Shade? Have you heard of that one? Uh, yeah, I think I played that. It's the one with like the the bird, like bird people. Yeah, man, it's freaky, man. It, yeah, I, I played it for maybe ten minutes. That's about ten minutes too long. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, I wasn't too big on it, but <laughs> oh, man. I was that was the most boring game I played all year, man. That game, oof, oof. Oh, I'm man. not gonna say all that because I only gave it ten minutes, but <laughs> <laughs> you should go back and play. I, you should definitely go back and check it out. No, play it for know. several hours because it's just man, it's just the excitement that just keeps on giving. Yeah, it's <laughs> like you survive the tutorial. They give you an achievement, and you think. Okay, and then like the next achievement's like two hours later, and you're just like, and then the next one after that's another two hours, and then and then it's like all the achievements are on the in the last scene or so. It's just oh, it's just nauseating, and then it's just 
brutal walking around and there's all these weird <laughs> creatures staring at you and I don't know. Just not my thing. I don't know. Not, not uh, mine either. Yeah. What about the uh, uh, Falconeer? Did you try that one? Uh, no. Man. Is that shooting them up? <laughs> yeah, you're a bird that's shooting them up, man. It's Hell like yeah. an aerial, man. He's like shooting these. I don't even know. It's kind of like, I don't know, Game of Thrones with birds. I don't know. There's like all these different factions. Wait. And then you play each one. Is that the one that's like Star Fox? Um. But it's like a, yes. Yeah. Have you uh, have you played Star Fox? Yeah, I played Star Fox. Fox, but uh, yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, I guess it's similar. Yeah. 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 It's just like Star Fox. Yeah. <laughs> just like. <laughs> yeah, just with falcons. But yeah, that one, that one actually grew on me. I didn't hate it. Um, but uh, it was different. And then the last one I thought of was, um, uh, and this one actually didn't make the top fifty. Was a uh, killer. Black Queen, something alien. I don't know. It's like a weird little game, but uh, I don't know. Anyway, so those were the games that kind of stood out to me. Did you, were there any others that stood out to you, perhaps? In the top 10? Yeah, just in the top 50 that, yeah. Uh, I don't have the list pulled up, so. Oh, uh, yeah. I don't okay, that's, that's good. Yeah. Yeah, Dandera wasn't on there. Yeah. Uh, where you like throw a bunch of salt at people and stuff, and then uh, Undertale didn't make the cut either. It was that was a cool little game. That game's pretty fun. I, I, yeah, I, was, I like I, that. I started playing it the other night. Put like an hour into it. it yeah, was pretty fun. So yeah. Well, is there anything else you want to add to the G test? Uh, the G task. <laughs> no, no. All right. <laughs> you know. That is from straight from the mouth of our correspondent. Um, that uh, now, uh, Doctor Seuss once said that, uh, "Don't be sad; it's over. Be happy that it happened." So, where are you on such philo- philosophical journey with the G test now that it's over? I'm so are sad. Still, are you in the sad phase? That's so sad. Oh. Well, you know what? I got something that might cheer you up. Mm-hmm. How about we? How about we just talk some varmints instead? <laughs> oh yeah! All right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> sure. <let's>, all right. <clears throat> Howdy, y'all! We are backed by popular demand. <laughs> we are achievement wildlife hunters. In case you didn't know, it's been a country minute since you last heard us, and. We are achievement hunters, and we're big fans of all them critters out there. So this is what the fancy folk call a synergy of both chivos and wildlife. Hence, achievement wildlife hunters. I am Brary Elroy, and I am pleased as punch to introduce the newest member to the achievement wildlife hunter lineup. He is from Backwoods, Kentucky, which means he is good people. Put your hands and knees together for Br'er Dino Bull. How's it going, Br'er? Uh, howdy, it's, it's going well over here. <laughs> how's, how's Kentucky treating you? It's treating me pretty good. Yeah? Yeah, you know, with all this quarantine stuff, I haven't really been running into too many animals, though. Oh, you know? man. Yeah. I'm so sorry to hear that, but yeah. we'll, we'll, we'll get there, we'll get there. <laughs> so, well, we got some good talkings for you today. But we might as well do the big reveal of what our Critter Chivo Spotlight is on. All right. Get them nose plugs out. It is no other than the... 
Uh, everything is under control here at TV20. As you know, we really take uh, great pride in our technical excellence. We're having a little problem, but we're trying to get it fixed. Keep calm. Nothing's wrong with your set. Hey, guys, hang on. Get Hurry up. Whoopee. Don't worry. It's going to be fixed any minute now. So thank you kindly, and happy trails to all. Hej, jag är Vakpel och idag ska vi lära oss om blodpudding. Blodpudding är en klassisk delikatess som finns i flera varianter, vars huvudingredienser är grisblod och mjöl. Puddingen kan kryddas på många sätt men innehåller oftast nejlika och någon form av sötningsmedel, ofta sirap. Blodpudding innehåller inga gamescore eller achievements. Idag tillverkas nästan all blodpudding i storsök och säljs i halvkiloslimpor för ungefär 10 kronor. Vilket brukar räcka till 2-4 portioner. Limporna skivas på samma sätt som brödlimpor och steks snabbt upp på några minuter i en stekpanna. Blodpuddingen kan sedan avnjutas som den är eller med sylt, ofta lingonsylt. Då blodpudding är väldigt enkelt att tillaga, ofta uppskattas av barn och är väldigt billigt, är det en vanlig rätt bland barnfamiljer och studenter som vill spara tid och pengar. Många tycker att blodpudding är väldigt osmakligt, både på grund av dess ingredienser och dess smak, vilket ofta är väldigt söt beroende på kryddning. Ha en bra dag allihopa!